Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 108. We're back in the basement, ready to talk about some wrestling. My co-host and teenage son Jack can barely hear over there, dealing yep. with some double ears plugged from swimming yeah. that you can't shake for some reason. Oh, uh, no, it's been since like Monday when I was swimming. Yeah. Last week I only had like one ear plug, so it was relatively okay. Good thing I am incredibly loud and obnoxious, you'll still hear me, right? Yeah. As we record this. Mm-hmm. I so, can hear myself, it's just like constant noise. I'm almost used to it, but I can still, luckily it's not to the point where I can't tell the difference. Right. I'm still very aware It's of that. frustrating for your mother and I because you don't really hear us and then you just go, what? Yeah, it's not. And I mean, it must be frustrating for music. you. It's like, like my, my phone will be like at the half volume and yeah. it'll be like, like if I turn my volume to like the lowest or like second lowest volume, it's basically not you producing hear any it. volume. It's like, I don't even want, I haven't touched my earbuds in like. The Jack White concert will clear it up for you you'll be able to hear that no matter what i promise yeah, that, that, it will that, be that'll be good yeah it will um, be plenty loud yeah like a tv's like whatever our usual volume is is like you seem to hear the tv okay i haven't cl- cranked it up too high when i'm watching tv no, with i you. have a couple times but yeah so yeah that's what you're dealing with and what else is what else has happened to us this week uh, i don't know last night we were out i guess oh yeah right. it was my 16th anniversary with my wife and your mother conveniently so we went out for a lovely... Glad those are the same people. Yeah, we went out for a lovely meal at a restaurant we hadn't been to before that your mother was, oh my God, the grilled calamari she got was like, you know, when she gets excited about oh, food. Oh yeah, Sam told me about that and then she was like, and they was like, you should send a picture of our pizza to flex. Yeah, so you guys flexed your Domino's meal to us. Yeah, the, that... the pasta was weird. It was like, it was the chicken Alfredo penne, right? But then also had bacon and mushrooms in it. I was like, what the hell? That's not the use. No, I, I don't. I'm you don't like mushrooms, They don't obviously. usually order it, so... Yeah. And then there's another one which had like tomatoes and like green peppers and also mushrooms. Was it good? I just, I had like a bit of the past. I just mostly just picked around the, the but I didn't really eat it because I'm like, I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm going to pick around a lot. So I just didn't, there's some wings and some like kind of like these bites that are kind of like crazy bread, but like right. smaller. So I just ate those and then I had yeah. three slices of wine. Yeah, it was nice. Our neighbor friends of ours volunteered to feed you guys so your mother and I could go out and have a. I guess we went early and did some shopping and walking around and stuff and then went for a lovely Italian meal. And then tonight is, I guess they're not going to listen to this because it's a surprise party. Another anniversary. Right. A friend, other friends of ours on the street, that's their 20th anniversary, I think this week earlier. So you just got it done full. Those same friends are throwing them like a surprise anniversary thing that we'll go to tonight and probably, I don't know, hot tub, eat some food. I may do that. Might end up back at. Shepherd throwing some darts. That's what we did last night. So mm-hmm. it was and, a fun night. Uh, day before yours is uh, Toast Day. Right. To- uh, yeah. Our cat. Who had we... Toast for five years now because we got her when I was Five 10, years? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just telling you your brother's off playing in a tournament this week for basketball, but it's not his normal team. He kind of got recruited to this team that they threw together for a tournament and they're getting crushed apparently as your mother's most recent text was. But I think your brother's playing well. It's just this team has never played together, right? And they're playing strong teams. But So his regular summer league's going great, undefeated. I'm sure you're very proud of your younger brother for his undefeated summer league season. Sure. Um, won the semifinals the other night, closer than it should have been. But they are playing in the finals. I don't know when it is, but it's this week. So then his summer league ball's done. Hopefully he goes undefeated, wins a championship. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is new? I don't know. What have you been doing this week? Nothing. Not a whole lot. Eh? Watching Rebels. Bought Sunny, bought a big jug of Sunny D from oh, the yeah. dollar store. Well, that's not here because it's almost done. So I figured it wouldn't last me the whole pod. So I gotta. And you were making note meter. of the chemical aftertaste of the Sunny Delight. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's okay. Because I don't think there's a lot of juice in there. There's mostly interest in the orange mango. Yeah, whatever. It's worth a shot. I want to get more money. I'm going to go buy pineapple juice from Walmart. Dollar store can't can't steer you wrong, you know? Can't go wrong at the dollar store. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, It was kind of cool. All the stuff I got at dollar store cost me four bucks even, which is always fun because that doesn't happen a lot. No. It's just like a fat number. Trying to think, of, yeah, right, a perfectly round number. Yeah. I remember my standard order at Subway for a while came out to six sixty six, which right. was pretty weird. It was like, well, it was three ninety eight, but then you rounded up. I was like, oh, right, because cool. there are no no pennies left in Canada. I don't no know if America has adopted that or not, but we have eliminated the penny and from remember, our like how long ago did that happen? legal tender. It's been years and years. Yeah, now. no, it's been a while. I lose track of things, right? Yeah, I still remember when we had one dollar bills and two dollar bills because, for, again, for our American friends that may not know. Our $1 and $2 are now coins as of, I think the loony was like in 1987. I was going to say it's been like. And forever. then the toonie was, I don't know when. I never witnessed the bills. I did. It was a great change for me because my dad, when he would flop down in his lazy boy, there would always be change falling out of his pockets. So when the largest denomination goes from a quarter to a loony, that's big money, right? Suddenly there's dollars dropping down into, and he, we, my sister and I, your aunt, would fight over who got to look under dad's chair because we would tip it forward and there'd be like, you know, two, three, four bucks under there. And in the 80s, early yeah, 90s, that's a child. significant sum of yeah. money. That's a windfall. So yeah. yeah. And then I don't, I think the Toonies was too late in our lives, but the Looney hit when we were kids. So it went from, cause you would, it would be, we'd be in the family room, my sister and I, and my dad would like sit down into the chair and you'd hear the money falling through. Yeah. And my sister and I would look at each other like, oh yeah, that's my, it's my turn next. It's my turn to steal dad's money. So, <laughs> but we figured if he didn't claim it, right? right. He, he knows it's there. We never claimed it. So we took it, but mm-hmm. yeah. So that's an interesting tale mm-hmm. that is pointless. But anyways, I, I don't know. We should probably talk about some wrestling this mm-hmm. week. Do you think? Yes. All right, so let's move into our first segment where we take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Taking a quick look at the ratings, we've got NXT this week averaged 597,000 viewers down 8%, earned 8.13 in the key demographic, down 13.3%, so down in both key metrics this week. A significant, I think 13.3 is not insignificant, right? So slightly down this week for NXT. And then AEW Dynamite, it was this week's special episode Quake by the Lake, right? Which don't think that's my favorite name of their special episodes, but No, whatever. I think it was more like a location-based one when generally it's just like... Yes. They have like a title or whatever. Like what do they usually do? They always do Fighter Fast Fight for the Fallen. There's always uh, Winter's Coming. Which yes, that one. That was well. one of the best names, but honestly, I'm fine with that one now. There's always... I guess blood and guts counts. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They always do a lot, but I'm like they sometimes do. they're like random. Oh, I can't. I guess there's like holiday bash or New Year's. Like I don't know, quick way. Like it's all, it's alright, but it feels like very like 80s. Yeah, or something. Yes. Like yeah, it like does. WWE would have done that for like a big show. Like feels like Hulk Hogan takes on blah blah blah. Feels quake like by the lake. early 90s WCW to me too. Yeah, like yeah. bash at the beach, mm-hmm, quake mm-hmm. by the lake, that for kind sure. of stuff. Um, guess for that episode of Dynamite, do you think the average uh, viewers was up or down up and what percent up is correct pick a percent you know it's never severely three like 3.6 very nice so yes nine hundred seventy-two thousand viewers up 3.6 key demo up or down um slightly up slightly up is correct they earned a 0.33 in the demo which is up 3.1 percent 
just something as I was reading the ratings I thought was interesting was because they keep track of like demographics, right? So females 12 to 34 was down 31% this week. So that's a huge drop. That's good. I was about to ask. Don't so. know if that means anything or if it's important, but I thought that was a pretty... It's interesting that they divide things up that specifically, right? Mm -hmm. And like track each little demographic. But yeah, that's what I've got for that. What do you have for us for news? Um, so First up, I guess probably the biggest news of the week is uh, CM Punk is back. He returned on Dynamite. He um, certainly did. We just finished CM watching Punk, it just watched a couple that, yeah. minutes ago. So I assume this means the unification uh, bout will be at All Out. Like that's good to go, I think, because I think that's in Chicago again. So Yes, I think you're right. Chicago made. Punk. And that'll be a hot crowd, obviously. That, well, that'll be cool. Uh, that, that's is. good because I mean I don't love Punk the most, but I'm happy he's back for that because I want kind of want the. <laughs> it's in my notes that I'm not as happy to have him back as some people are. No. Like I was more missing uh, Brian Daniel Brian Danielson. I'm more missing Omega than I'm missing Punk. But yeah, me too. I but think we're I'm, in the minority. Probably. I am a little happy he's back just so that we can like kindly get that and resolve the... match. Like just yes, resolve. Like exactly. I'm. I have loved Mox actually as interim champion. I think he's been doing great. But I just I'd rather there be like a definitive champion, even though it's most likely not Mox. And they can build it into like it's gonna have a, for sure like a big fight feel to it. There's no doubt yeah. about that. And right? I just think it'll be a cool main event because like yeah. I don't know. Also, I'd rather like no disrespect, but to Mox, but like I'd rather not the I'd rather the main event for the pay per view not be for an interim title. Yes, I agree. Like I get I guess they did that for Bidden Door, but that was kind of out of necessity. Yeah, exactly. This time, like I guess it would still be out of necessity, but I'd rather I prefer them. they avoid it. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm hoping Punk has his own belt because I think he will. I think there'll be two. That'll that that amuses me. Because I don't think they can take the belt from him while he's still champion and loan it. Right. Because then Mox. it's basically he's just vacating it. So yes. why wouldn't you do that? If it's interim, it should be a separate physical. Right. Like belt. they did it before. I would and think. Then... Am I allowed to say belt on this? As Ooh, the CEO of this company, I'm going to say yes. We can say and, belt. And um, also I guess they did that for Ring of Honor too, right? With uh, yes. Perazzo and Martinez. That's right. Um, so that I hope they have two belts because that amuses and, me. And greatly. Tony Khan loves belts, so I think any opportunity for him to like create and own another belt, he'll probably plus take. the AEW title is beautiful. So I can't imagine it's too it bad is. to have two of those. It is beautiful. Lumping around, yeah, yep. it's probably my favorite title right now. It's just it's. It is gorgeous. nice. I like it too. Yeah. Um. So I sometimes I'm checking in with MLW, right? So this doesn't look like great news from them. So apparently, prior to their Battle Riot four tapings in June, they announced that a set of tapings in Chicago and in July would not occur, and they offered refunds and saying the reason was um a new TV deal and stuff like that. But today it's also emerged, or today maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember when I pulled this. Um. MLW will go a second month without taping any television. So that is not a good sign. According to PW Insider, MLW has now canceled their TV tapings for August 27th in El Paso, Texas. Um, That's not good. Uh, though the show will still take place as a house show, they're saying. And um, one That's nice weird. thing is any talent that were scheduled to compete that now have been pulled from the show are going to receive half of their pay at least. But it's not a great sign. I mean, I'm hoping it's nothing Why, major. Why are they having like issues like that? Feels kind of random. It sounds like if you're not having issues, you're not canceling two months worth of taping TV. That's kind of weird. Like, what are they gonna be putting on TV, sort of thing? But, I haven't seen anything like until now. No, so I'm I'm a bit concerned because I've been sort of checking in with MLW, enjoying some things and not so much others. But I I like to have the opportunity or the option of watching it, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping that everything's okay. But it doesn't sound like great news. No. But anyways, what do you have? Um, 
to continue in the Triple H era, we've got nice. um, Hit Row returned on SmackDown. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, it could be cool. Everyone minus Swerve, of course. Missing the most important piece, but yeah, still cool. I I do I did forget that they are kind of cool, but I, it's going to be difficult for me to care without Swerve because he yeah. makes them a little more legit. Oh, I for feel sure. Like there's they're just kind of a mid card. Like I don't. I don't see them as tag team champions. And also, I feel like their hottest period is behind them. Like, it, it was a long... Because think about it. Swerve debuted in AEW Revolution, which would have been spring this year. So last time they were on TV would be like... Yes. Begin- it's been a long it time. It has been so a long time. I can't say I care too much. I mean, they're still kind of cool, but it's just like... I don't know. Swerve was one of the main reasons I made that cool. Me too. Like, oh, yeah. Was, like, he, he was, was turning coolest. heel, and then they interfered, and like there's whole feud with Leon Ruff, and they kind of got brought in. And he won the title. Honestly, it was really cool. Top Dollar added something. I don't feel like the other two, well, especially in the ring, the B Fab was a no. member. She was awesome. Adonis is alright because he was already around. Before. But he's not like a needle mover. He's a guy. Like no, you could have replaced. He's him. solid though because I I know he yeah, was around he before the faction. Right? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's good for them. Um, but I'm not caring too much without Swerve. I would love to be a fly on the wall. There must be some awkward interactions between Triple H and his father, his his father in law right now, right? Because he's basically going, "I'm bringing." Like, there's no way that he's not basically telling Vince either through his words or actions, like, "I don't agree with a bunch of decisions you made." Right? A whole bunch of people that you released, I'm mm-hmm. bringing back. Well, first, like pushing people. First chance I get, right? Um, I didn't put him on news, but also he gave Angel Garza his last name right. back. So it's like bring back a bunch of people, um, push Tomasa Champa the way he should have been, right? Make him even less just of like a, a little bit for now, less of a goober than he was, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, a lot of interesting stuff he brought, going on. Literally the week after he brought back Max Dupree, like literally a thing Vince yes. said. He just straight up undid that. Cross and Scarlet back, Dakota Kai back, right? Rumors of other people coming back that right, may so come cross. up. Um, so for my next news piece, unfortunately, it's another like, yeah, what's right, going to happen to this Federation sort of thing. And that's Dave Meltzer talking about NXT UK. Uh, a lot of uneasiness within the UK crew um, with the next two sets of television tapings canceled on August 9th. The reason given was that BT Sports Studios, where they record their shows, has to be used for some football, or as we call it, soccer coverage. But, I mean, you can imagine people are nervous, right, when you suddenly have um, days of taping just canceled, and you couldn't find anywhere else to do it, Mm -hmm. so you just shut down, right? Mm So, um, Right, yeah, I guess it would be different if, like, they found another spot. Right, like, oh, our facility's being used. We're going to try hard to find somewhere else. But they're like, we're just going to cancel TV tape. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to put on TV? I was going to say, they're in the middle of a tournament right now, but I guess right. they could have already taped that. I imagine probably, those are, so. as they say, in the can, in the business. At right? least they would have that. Because if they're if they're stopping tapings during the middle of the tournament, like that right. would be even worse. And people are a bit confused because NXT UK was one of the things Triple H sort of spearheaded the formation of and has always been supportive of. So they're kind of like, it'd be weird timing for it to like, survive the vince era where he clearly didn't care about it and then die in the triple h era where right. he's the guy i mean maybe supposed it could be to i i personally like it a bit like i don't know i feel like because i m- remember there was like there's a there was been multiple murmurings like a long time ago i remember of like oh they might start nxt india or nxt japan right. but right. like i think nxt uk had like the most i don't know like it made the most sense out of yep. those in my opinion because like, i feel like japan there's like a lot of there's options there there's a lot of options there so i don't think people go there and also any one japanese that they send they usually just take and like straight you know, like, over straight to nxt like yeah. they took in nakamura or kushida or hideo tommy but like i think and EO NXT, and Asuka and oscar eo yeah um and like so i don't i think nxt 
like UK out of all the branch offs you could have done made the most sense. So yeah. I don't know. I'd be surprised if it I don't want to see it, but we've sort of lost touch. Like we watched the first little bit of it today, but we've yeah. sort of like I'll still check but back still in and hope it. like, it's I don't, good. I don't, I don't want it to be gone. It I, yeah, I, I never I want fewer options. I find it hard to believe we have a universe where NXT UK would die and level up exists. <laughs> True. I forgot all about yeah. level up. Uh, what do I have That's next? That's because not 205 anymore. I know you want this, an update on Ari Davari, because, you know, he's your favorite wrestler, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. I love that faction. Fightful Select is reporting that not only is he working for the company at, in ring as talent, but producer also he is producing Rex, matches. He's a producer, and I think he's Right, he has a history of producing it. matches. Um, what, is, what would that be doing? His most recent match that he produced was one that we actually quite liked, and that was... Um, the women's tag match where oh, nice. Baker and Hater took what would on that Thunderstorm. Be doing? What do you mean? Like, like just sort of laying out the match and how it's going to go. Oh, okay. Like sort of, I mean, probably, I mean, who knows for sure, but probably bullet points about like just laying out the flow of the match and some of the major spots probably right for right. them. So yeah, that if that's any indication, like I really like that match, right? So I don't know. Hopefully he is useful because mm-hmm. he's definitely on the show as a wrestler this week mm-hmm. or performer. I guess he didn't wrestle, but. What you got? I've got one, two more. Related to Ari Davari, um, nice. his his uh buddy Parker Boudreaux, FKA Harland, our guy. FKA, as I described is, him to you today, Brock Lesnar, if he stopped working out. Right. Um, <laughs> is all elite. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about. I don't it get it a bit later. Like I don't. I told you he has some sort of like connections to people in the. Yeah, like, like I remember before WWE, there's like this guy's the next Brock Lesnar. It's like yeah, he's he got looks, friends that part are of like, it's all the tattoos for me. Like he's got tattoos right up to his yeah. chin. I think I, he's got friends in like the hip hop industry or something that maybe they want to use as well. Like I don't know because I, I I don't see it with him. He doesn't he's like a big menacing looking dude, and that's it for me. For like me. visually, he doesn't look that great. Like I said, like the tattoos. It's like I don't know, and it's like I watched him attack best friends after the yes. Davari match, and he's like. I like all the facial expressions he does and like whatever it didn't look great and, and then also don't need him in ring he doesn't look the no. best and like his finisher is pretty lame like yeah we don't need him and for me and i think you're the same aew is still the place where you gotta be pretty good in ring if you're gonna get much attention right so i don't a the roster's bloated they don't need people b mm-hmm. they don't need another huge guy that can't work yeah. we already have uh satnam singh and yeah and i'll talk about it later but, like i don't know why the trust busters are in the tournament like right they've never been on tv and other there's so than many this. better options although i exactly. guess if you need filler yeah but there's better filler options yes like, I, I would agree i'd uh, maybe did not, they need heel filler is it's that not great but i'd rather enough? the factory in there like wow obviously that's not great but like the factory are at least consistent and i don't hate aaron solo or in QT's. like they're fine at least you yeah. know so like yeah it's weird there's some. I think maybe they're trying to build the Trustbusters for Ring of Honor. I, I don't know. But like, then send them there because I don't. Yeah. I don't. If well, they're in Ring of Honor, I don't care. They need but somewhere to send them. All, it's not even that. Like I don't like Parker Boudreaux. It's like I also don't. Slim J seems very indie. Very, like late '90s indie to me. And it's what like, it feels like how do but they fit cool with Ari Davari, who's like the? That's funny because that's in my notes when we review Dynamite. Like it's a very. I don't see the connection. I don't understand an at all. odd group, but and he it says could he's work. trying to get the he's investing in the best talent. I can't complain about how WWE just throws people together based on their ethnicity and then complain when it seems random. Like I can't have it both ways, right? I don't like when they're like, "Hey, you guys are all this eth- ethnicity, so you're a For group." Business. So I shouldn't complain when it's like 
it looks it seems random to me right but random people hang out in life all the time so yeah it's it not, could work but it, like it also, depends on their chemistry right character wise yes like, but yeah it's it's odd yeah um i this one's definitely in the rumor category it's going to make you happy we sort of talked about it off air but rumors of the wyatt have you heard this part like i know we talked about bray returning but the rumor i heard is because he changed his like social media handle to wyatt six that's been his thing for a bit so they're speculating um that maybe the wyatt six is going to be like his faction since triple h is more comfortable with factions and loves factions um and I love bray wyatt. also speculation that like they're gonna be so like loomis might be the first member and they're gonna sort of be debuting them right so i was wondering if like eric rowan was coming back but i guess not right I'm, he could i, I don't yeah. think he signed aw right. so so it the uh, the idea is and i think it's just people speculating and hoping right like okay so loomis shows up then somebody else and somebody else and then wyatt shows up as maybe the last person i and... could see that because loomis did come out of the blue and i'll talk about that in and a he suits he does yeah feel, i don't right? love loomis no, but... but this could turn it around yeah i'm open to that idea so i know you i'm not a bray wyatt fan really at all i love bray wyatt i know you're a bray i fan, really hope so. at least like i think white six cool but i still need the fiend and i still need the funhouse the funhouse was and obviously kind of petered out but so under that... triple h i think the funhouse has a lot of potential if that whole thing it had a ton of potential it but was awesome for me then they went hard into Supernatural, where I wanted them to go into just, this guy's crazy. Like, obviously, he's not... Which is ma- what it was at first, right. right? Obviously, he's not magical and doesn't have any powers. He's just, like, a delusional supervillain, right? Exactly. And, it was awesome. And that would be fine. But then they decided to make him, like, a sorcerer or whatever, and I just... Then I'm out. Yeah, there's, right? like, the thing at Mania last year when it was, like... He was like burnt, and then he was like transitioning to like yeah, and then he was just healed as he walked through the whatever. Remember right. that? Yeah, but no, I loved like the it was the first eight episodes when he was like in the full Firefly Funhouse before like because obviously they had like the scaled down one yeah. for when he was um, back on the roster, but like it was awesome. Like just a psycho, like uh, hosting basically a little kids show, and then being yeah, like pretty the much killer. everything they did until he won the title was yeah. awesome. Even parts of his title run were good but like so I, i'm not a huge bray fan but i would be interested to see what like how he'll be treated the in only the thing AAA i would general. be worried about is if they do do a faction you said do do huh. <laughs> and i'm a child ladies <laughs> and gentlemen if they do a faction like i don't i um, then it would kind of, i would kind of fear for like if they in, would end up doing the fun house then because i don't know how those those work together yeah they might i don't know so maybe i guess they redo bray wyatt again it Which could right? sucks because I love the fiend. That was awesome. But uh, he's a creative dude to some degree. I do. I trust think him. I don't think he's as much of a creative genius as people do. But um, I think he has ideas for sure. Yeah. Some of them are good. I trust him. Some of so them are not. We'll see. I hope that he does. For come your back, sake, I hope be, he comes back too. That'll be cool. Um, what else you got? I only have one more. I'm um, so related to that. Obviously, we did kind of talk about Loomis did return to WWE. Yes. So he was after some AJ Styles match or whatever. He was just like doing this thing where he stares and he was just like uh, up against the barricade like with the hood on and then he got taken away by security like basically I heard nothing it was happened done fairly well like people were like is this guy uh, just a random dude is it somebody basically nothing happened yeah right. and then his hood was, and was like oh my god sector loomis um kind of related to that WWE have reportedly been reaching out to loomis which is true and yeah. johnny gargano so i 
hoping that I have no reason. True. I feel like Gargano's it, coming. He has to be coming. Um, I feel like he and is. now Triple H like I I don't care if he's here or AEW. I think both are fine. Apparently, commentary and it could again just be a red herring or whatever in the Champa match used the line. Sometimes you have to do it yourself. So look at Jack is smiling, really big smile across from me right nice. now. Nice. So whether that's main just roster Champa Gargano, that'd be the, interesting. It could be just them trying to trigger talk about it, right? With no plans Which for would it. Be, but me, even then, that's cool because that is that's smart because that's something they don't, they probably wouldn't do. Right. So usually. I mean, I just I have no information. I just feel like he's coming. I think and I feel like too. it's kind of. I've heard that uh, Shawn Michaels has been dispatched to try to get Gargano. I feel like it's all worked out kind of beautifully for Gargano, right? Like he took time off with his kid which is amazing thing to do. And then his main barrier to his success is in gone. WWE retires in disgrace. Now Gargano looks like kind of a genius. Right? And now it, like we know that Triple H believes in him and that's who's in charge now. So it kind of, it's all coming up Gargano, which I guess is why I'm saying to me it would make sense that he comes back. Yeah. It's all sort of now perfectly like, falling into place. He still could go to him. EW, but now he doesn't have to, right. I guess. Yeah. So that's cool. I... I almost I'm think there's more room for him in WWE, right? Agree, because we yeah. talk about like AEW's roster is bloated with stars mm -hmm. and WWE refuses to make any stars. It's basically Roman, Brock, and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. So they could build him, right? So mm -hmm. I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. um, is it me or you? Me? Uh, my last one. Um, well, we talked about it again off air, but New Japan is teaming up with Stardom and they're going to introduce an IWGP Women's Championship. It's um, a first. Yeah, because New Japan doesn't even have a women's division at all, no. right? So, and the good news for us, I think, is not only will it be defended in Japan, but also the United States. So, I'm kind of excited by this news because I've really wanted to check out Stardom. I, I have a couple times, but with no English commentary, right? I just, I don't have to have English commentary. I used to it watch helps. New Japan without it, especially when yeah. I don't know anything about anyone, right? I want a little bit of backstory about characters and feuds and stuff, and I don't get any of that. So, um, it'd be cool if stardom talent end up showing up in the United States because I'm very interested to check it out. I just need it to be a bit more accessible. So hopefully mm -hmm. that's good news. Mm -hmm. And I am done with news. You? Um, a couple more. Nice. Uh, another WWE draft is expected to occur in the not too distant future. Yay. Um, and so then it's kind of because some raw stars are ex expected to appear on the post Clash at the Castle SmackDown. Yeah. It's a bit of. But even that, there. like. Yes, the draft is stupid and lame every year, but now that it's somebody else's vision, right? It could That's be interesting. That's like, true. Because like the actual draft itself is not a bad idea. It's just the way they execute it is terrible. So now with somebody and, else, and like they always swap titles. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like just we're gonna just switch shows and take the belts, and it that also became predictable too because when one champion gets drafted to one roster, you know a yeah, comparable like they one. They didn't. They haven't done it in a while. But like say the mid card titles. One of the mid-card title switches, you're not having two mid-card titles right. on one. Right, so the other show, one's right? magically coming and back. And also, SmackDown stars are, gonna, are being lined up for the September 5th and 12th Raw. So, 5th would be, I think I think 5th would be the post-Clash the Castle, because I think it's September 3rd, right? Yep. So, I think that would be the post-Clash the Castle Smack or Raw, and then the 12th would be the next week. Um, Not confirmed, but T-Bar and Max Dupree are set for repackage, like, I think yes. within that. So, that's the wording. I found so I don't know if it's like a, a repackage repackage somewhere that or if it, that just does that mean like switching shows T bar and um Masay nope some T bar and somebody oh uh, Mustafa Ali had a really good match on main event apparently like someone said suggested they were trying to prove a point 
sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because mm-hmm. we know, like, we've seen Dijakovic or whatever, um, T-Bar. Like, some of his matches, remember how much we loved the Keith Lee? Like, we were just like, let, they what, had three or four matches? We were just like, let them fight every week, man. Like, every one of their matches was, and I'm not a huge fan of either one of those guys. Maybe repackaging together, them yeah. is like, you just go back to Dijakovic and LA Knight. Like, I don't know. Because he's a good, means. natural big man, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand. He just, that is one of the worst that retribution stuff was T-Bar's one of not the even the worst gimmicks. name like they don't have to I change like that I don't, I don't like it but in the grand better. scheme of things it's yeah. better than reckoning or retaliation or slapjack I... okay so slapjack i'll give you i would rather be reckoning or mace than t-bar uh because to me as well a... what about masse because i grew up skiing at a res... at a hill where it had t-bars it didn't have chair lifts they had a t-bar so that's what I think of. It's like the, okay, Mace is probably the least offensive one because it's a weapon, right? So that kind of but T bar is like what I used to ride up a hill when I was a kid skiing. It's the, there's nothing intimidating or tough about it uh, to me. Slapjack person and Slapjack's just dumb. Like it just sounds dumb. <laughs> his his mask looked like um like one of those like like a dollar store. It looked like a mask. paper plate, and then you see like, yeah. it painted like some parts of it black. Like, it was awful. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but anyways, we digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, news and rumors are done. Oh, no, I have one more. Go for I it. I told you about this. It's kind of Viking Raiders are going to have a Viking funeral. I'm sorry, who? For the New Day. Next Isn't it the Vicious? vicious? Yeah, how dare you? I've heard that a couple times. I don't know if that's like their full name or that's just like a nickname. Uh, they, I think, I don't think it's their full name. I could be wrong. I think they were just peppering it in there to like their, their new attitude. We got to draw attention to it. How does Triple H work his way out of this one? Like, I don't know. If, because he, he probably likes them, right? Because NXT. And they're so, so like, good. How does how does one go about that? Like, cause honestly, like they're now they're stuck in this little dumb heel stick for it, which is it's not dumb in of itself, but the way they're doing is dumb. Like they had their face paint redone, they have like fur on them now. It's like they went too Viking. Yes, they are. They went full Viking. Never go full Viking. They over Vikinged. They over Vikinged. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that ends our news and rumors, and we'll move into our in-depth review of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. We kick off with uh, Brody King versus uh, Darby Allen in a coffin match. Again. No, not a coffin match again, but them facing each other again. Well, and a coffin match again. I thought this was a good choice for an opener. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how I feel about it, we'll hear. For quake by the lake you didn't like it by the wake no i I did but i didn't like some things sting but we'll get there maybe sting maybe you didn't like say you didn't like no i leave that for you You that's your that's your gimmick brother you you didn't like sting i know you didn't uh darby had a different face paint that actually looked cool like it actually looked different this time it did it looked a little more gray like i don't know it looked cool i really liked it uh king also had face paint he did like that yep that is cool he's a, just a crazy looking dude man like hmm. i would not want to run into Even him more so because darby surprise attacks king when he reaches the ring what i'm i was just gonna say is that cut you're uh, waiting for me to acknowledge I didn't, your poetry I didn't do that on purpose but i just noticed yep um and he attacks him with the thumbtack skateboard and so he busts open that was cool face pretty good yeah that was a mm-hmm. unique ish so that was cool he was bleeding the whole time he was very um, very I'm, bloody yeah. like dripping off of him <laughs> And then his beard gets red. Yeah. Um, Avalanche code red by Darby. Um, King sends Darby over the barricade and he hits uh, his back off the top of the barrier while going over. So that was kind of cool. 
Um, King goes for a splash from the turnbuckles to an outside table, but Darby moves out of the way, so King just basically jumps through a table. Destroyed it. And he, yeah. I, I think it was just before this, I noticed, like, he looks crazy, right? Because he's got tacks stuck to or in his stomach. Yeah, like around his belly button. And, like, like, blood just dripping from his face, and he's just this giant tattooed guy. He just looked crazy. He yeah, off. he looks awesome. It was awesome. cool, really cool. Yeah, this is when I made a note. King's face is super bloody. It has been for a while, and it's on his entire forehead, and it's just seeping down his face, even some of it. Uh, some of his beard is yep. red now. Yep. Like it's because like is he's got like there's like a bit of face paint shining through, but like his entire forehead's red, red. just like dripping down his face. That's their foreshadowing of Eric Redbeard coming. <laughs> he's <laughs> getting an actual red beard. Out. Yep. <laughs> um, Darby looks like he wants to suicide suicide dive, but let's go. And Malachi Black and oh my God, Buddy Matthews. Yeah, finally back. The box. So that was my, nice to see. My boy's back. Yep. After distraction from Julia Hart, our favorite House of Black member. So intimidating, um, <laughs> this hundred pound little blonde lady who's trying to act tough. We'll talk, we'll talk about that again yeah. later. Um, Matthews attacks Darby, hits a Murphy's Law. I'm still calling it that, even though his name's it Murphy. looks cool. Honestly, I feel like slipping. Like I do call him Murphy sometimes. I just like that name Me better. Too. Uh, buddy what I'm used sounds to. better. I mean, Buddy Matthews is like, I don't know. It's pretty it's like, similar. It's the Buddy part I'm not a fan of. I don't I, care what the other part is. No, nah, I like, I like it just because I'm used to it. Yeah. But like, cause I, like it annoyed me when he was just Murphy. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, Buddy's not heel. Well, Murphy's not necessarily like the best either. So why not just? Oh my keep God, his name? Murphy just took me back to. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. Impact. It was Murphy and. Oh my God, I'm pretty sure it was Gunner and Murphy. And Gunner was um, Riker. Yeah, I was gonna say the hate-filled man from the guy. Right. Um. Didn't he have like a thing with uh Shaw? Yeah. Samuel Sam Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. I think it was Loomis. Gunner and Murphy. Who's Murphy? He was a big guy that never really became anything else. Oh, is he not? Okay, I thought I was like someone else. Um. And House of Black, a uh, profit table in the corner, and Black holds Darby against it. So King hits a cannonball to Darby through a table, and. That was pretty cool. It was. And then I made a note, holy crap, his face looks insane, so bloody. Um, Sting returns, dot, 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 that's all I care to note. Um, I, he hit Murphy with a bat, made him look like a chump. Did you talk about how Sting returned? I missed it. Came out of the coffin. Yeah. Um, Melsa's face paint is a little different. Because as soon as it cut back, you're like, why is the lid to the coffin closed now? Right? Yeah. It was open this whole time. Yeah, it was literally open. Like, How do they get him in? I don't think it did Buddy any favors standing there. No. I'll talk about it. Go He's ahead, just like sir. waiting for him to come. Yeah. How did they get him in there? I don't know. I'm sure he just walked down and hopped in while the camera wasn't on. And the fans probably knew. Maybe he ran out There's when no, the lights came out. There's no other. I don't Yeah, could be. Maybe he's like under the ring when the, and then the, light, when the lights went out. They, he opened the coffin. Or like he just hustled in there and they closed the coffin. Like, Maybe. I actually, I find it hard to believe he hustles. Maybe because Sting is so old, that's actually his coffin. And he's just like test driving it. But it was open. <laughs> just kidding. That's mean. <laughs> many 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 good That's decades possible. left sting he keeps wrestling he could get himself killed so stop wrestling sting take yeah. the note also his face paint was a little different like half of it was like the eye makeup similar to malachi black mm -hmm. so um i was gonna say that was cool but um that was different it was different um sting's not cool so um king five slams darby on the steel stairs that was cool on the finish comes in darby chokes king on the apron with king's chain i guess it kind of mimics um when King chokes Darby on the apron, something like that, I guess. Yeah. Just with the chain instead. And King falls limp perfectly into the coffin, which looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah. He and nailed the Darby picks, picks, or picks up the one. Yeah, because that's the kind of thing, like, you got to nail that. Otherwise, yeah. it looks kind of... It like, looked perfect. It, it looked perfect. like he was basically knocked out and just kind of fell into the coffin. And, and, and the, the lid, lid shut. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was awesome. 
Um, what'd you think? I was really into the match. Um, and it was like on pace to be something I really loved. And then the lights went out and sort of lost momentum for me, right? I like, and I yeah. get, I get establishing House of Black as a faction that would for sure get involved in something like this. But I, I don't think the Sting stuff really added much to this for me. I, it's like, a detractor for me automatically. Why? Like, first of all, why did he sit in the coffin for so long and let Darby Allen get destroyed by three people, right? Like, he's getting triple teamed for real. by Vicious, yeah, pe- and he's just lying in the coffin waiting. It was like, it's like, Sting, it's more important to Sting to make this entrance than to actually help Darby Allen, right? right. So it kind of makes Sting, Sting look stupid. I what? thought Never. I thought Matthews looked a bit silly letting Sting slowly get out of the coffin. Like, he's a 60-whatever-year-old man, just Kick Close him in the, the face. lid and put the your foot on it or sit on it or something, right? <laughs> Have Brody King sit on it. But he kind of just stands there, I guess, trying to sell like surprise and shock. And then I don't know. I I didn't love that part. I think the dynamic between King and Allen is really cool. You've got a big guy who's just looking to kill Darby Allen and Darby Allen who's looking to take just a ton of die. punishment and look for a way to win against a guy he shouldn't be able to beat. So I love that story. I think the finish of this was really cool like king nailed the finish to this so that looked awesome so i like this as it was like i'm not saying i didn't enjoy this i thought it was a good opener but there was a chance that i could have loved this it was kind of like um barbed wire everywhere where it's like you take out all this extra stuff and you just like let the match be and it would be better because i just Uh, love this is better than that the dynamic between these two guys and i just wanted it to continue but i feel like there was a big lull in the middle waiting for all of this it's like AEW, I've gotten used to the run-ins after all the matches. It doesn't even bother or really register with me. Don't start doing it in the middle of matches, right? Like, I don't want it. So mm-hmm. that's all. I The action between King and Allen, really, really liked it. Thought it was great. Detracted by the, the middle stuff. Other than the I fact that Murphy's love. back. That's yes, cool. that's cool. Um, I thought it was pretty good considering how boring W's casket matches can be, although they don't done one forever. But still, it's cool that AEW's done three of these coffin matches, and I generally they're pretty good. Like, I think I've yeah, liked fun. all of them. Well, it's been King, Andrade, and Ethan Page. I think. I've and Allen wins them. them all, right? Hmm? Allen wins them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I think. So. Yeah, I think Andrade, Andrade beat him before. I think right? they're gonna have him win enough that it becomes a really big deal for somebody to beat him in one of his matches, I think that'd be which smart, makes yeah. sense, right? Um, but yeah, I'd like all these so far. Coffin only really came into play for Sting ugh, and the finish. So other than that, you have some salt spots. Like the same thing I kind of liked in the dumpster match, where like you don't really have like these coffin near falls, mm-hmm. and also like that the thumbtacks are in the on the coffins, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of prevents that. Yep. But I like they don't really do that. Like they only really use the coffin for the finish, which I think makes sense. Um, it kind of like doesn't. It helps to not bog down the action. Um, and uh, I like how King was busted open right away because it was pretty much. It was a cool visual the whole match. They looked pretty insane. Um, I'm happy Buddy Murphy's back. See, Buddy Murphy. Um, I'm glad he's finally back. It feels like it's been a while. I guess like what he last match he had was against Pac. I'm as happy with him coming back as Punk. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's just because. I think there's so many matches with Buddy Murphy that I want to see that we haven't seen, right? Like, they, they can pretty much throw him in there with anyone, and I'm going to be in. It's all fresh, and mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy's awesome, right? In-ring, character-wise and stuff, and on the mic, I think he's mm-hmm. average at best. But in-ring, I just want to see him face yeah, anyone. Yeah, I love pretty Murphy. Much. I think last match he had was against Pac, which would have been before yes, the which is so like a dream a match for me. A couple months or so, so. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy he hit his finisher, too. I love that move. It's, it's always I really like cool. it as well. 
Um, but I'm annoyed he had to look so dumb taking Sting's crap and waiting for him to get out of the coffin. Because considering how fast he walks down to the ring, it must suck waiting for him to get it's out like, of the oh, coffin. Oh, Buddy Murphy's back. That's amazing. And he's not super smart. Because why is he wait, waiting for the 60-whatever-year-old to gingerly get out of the coffin right. and beat him? Right? Yeah, like, ginger. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy Murphy's a ginger. That, uh, that wasn't even intentional. Mm. I try not to use that term in that sense. <laughs> um... Well, on the topic of Sting, I don't know why they're making Malachi Black versus Sting kind of a thing. They keep like, ah, oh, damn, I rhymed again. You did. Uh, like they keep having like stands and like, oh, these guys are like staring at each other or whatever. Like you know, like they were staring at each other on the stage, Malachi and Sting. Like, oh yeah, they're trying to get that big match. Why is this a thing? This there's there's no universe where Sting should have any prominent feud in 2022 at all. I don't care what it is. It Imagine how anything. fired up you're gonna be if Sting wins the match. Oh. If he even faces Malachi Black, it'll be limited. Oh, they're clearly there's, building to that match. There's so no it's coming. There's no universe where Malachi Black shouldn't absolutely kick his ass. Like and I'm kick hoping, his face. I'm hoping, but it's I'm Sting. hoping that like what why Sting doesn't lose much. It's just dumb. Now that Darby beat King in Darby's match, this whole thing should be done. It was a solid little feud, but didn't no, be no, no. out. Mostly so that we can cut off any possibility of Malachi this Black versus is Sting. Part of the build to Sting and Malachi I Black. I don't think so. It is. There's no we were getting Sting and Malachi Black. That's I so think bad, we were though. It at a pay per view. Oh, that's what. And what is... hopefully they're using it to elevate Malachi Black because they see how does to that sort of... elevate him? Sting's old, but Anyone Sting doesn't Sting. lose in AEW, really. That's so stupid. I don't get why they have Sting there. Like I, People I do love get him. why they. He gets like, a pop, right? I don't get why he wrestles there. Probably sells merch. I, I honestly, I'm not a huge Sting fan, even in his prime. But I think they're handling him really well. Like I. I don't disagree that I would rather see other people wrestle in those most of those spots. I don't he's think in, they're handling well because I don't still think here. he's embarrassing himself or anything at he this point. Is they're using him wisely. I don't by wrestling in a shirt. I don't want to see him at all. But I think like just sort of fans love him. I'm sure he's selling merch. He's not embarrassing himself in the ring, so they're just going to keep repeating that formula for a while. I'm Kinda just hoping Seth Rollins and injure him more. I just hope Black gets the win out of that. Because that would help him. Sting, Sting should have been done after that buckle bomb. Well, they thought that he was, but he wasn't. Rollins should have buckle bombed him. No, harder. we don't hope for people to get injured. Well, well, I don't want him to die. I just don't want him to not wrestle. Right. Um, it was a good opener though. I liked it. Um, yeah, me finish too. Finish was pretty cool too. It was. Um, also I like them to make another coffin, uh, Darby fig, like the one I got. Yeah. Um, but this time it's this face paint because it was cool, and this time you get an actual coffin. Right. Uh, instead of just the box that is huge. Instead of just the box. Yeah. Um, that would be cool, and I would like that. Mm-hmm. Hence why I suggested it. Makes sense. Uh, next, we out. have a John Moxley promo. Um, he says the AEW interim title is about uh, pain and how much you can endure, like the Heart Dungeon. And he says, we have watched the last Survivor of the Dungeon, which, um, take a drink every time they say that. My Jesus. goodness, they love that. Eh? Uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, fight and survive, and tonight he will push him to his breaking point. And if Jericho's fighting spear doesn't break, his body will most likely. Mm-hmm. Surprise, Stings hasn't. Um, solid promo from Mox, typically good. A little more hype towards the main event, I guess, but st- still can't say I'm super invested. No, he sounds intense and believable always. I always like him. Mox, like I don't know, I find I find it hard to find things to say. Cause it's always just good. It's his formula, right? Sound intense and believable. Put the other guy over, promote the match. Right. And he does it, and, and he does it well every time. He's got it down to a T. So yeah, that's like a same thing. I, we say the same thing about his promos every week, but that's what he does and it's effective. Yeah, it's always so, yeah. good. Uh, next we have Lionheart, Chris Jericho promo. 
I says after two and a half years, he'll take back what's his and he'll be the new interim champion. Uh, they always forget to that in that silly little word. They do. Makes a um, big difference. He says uh, Mox wanted to face Lionheart Chris Jericho. He says, be careful what you wish for because the pains do hard put him through or something he never wants to remember until tonight. He says you can heal a cup, but he, what he will do to Mox won't heal easy. And he was the first AEW champion. He'll be the next champion tonight. Um, this is fine, I guess. Uh, Mox was much better. Uh, but he's, and they are all just like really driving home the Lionheart last survivor thing. It's a bit much, and I don't think it really matters that much. And I'll talk about that again in the main event. Yeah. But uh, I guess it was fine. I don't. So, yeah, I, th- I think this was more of a baby face promo in the Lionheart style, which is fine if that's what we're bringing back. But this whole, like, I don't know. He's just running through his gimmicks now, right? Like, you've got, <laughs> he just did Painmaker. Now he's doing Lionheart. But he's also, like. He's going to have a list next week. He's also um, still sports entertainer guy. Like, I don't really know what they're doing um it's just uh, and it's like he's in great shape so is this his last big run and they're just sort of this is his like goodbye tour so they're letting him do all of his characters before he's gone i don't really know but it just starts to feel to me like they don't know what to do with the jas right and that they have to like it's not a strong enough thing on its own that they need to have him go back to other stuff he needs to be the because like that you've got this faction of sports entertainers in a company that is largely not sports entertainment so they don't really fit into stories and angles and stuff so they're having to like abandon that gimmick to have jericho fit into other storylines right so it seems to i don't know it's not really making a ton of sense to me yeah i don't but i thought the back-to-back promos from each of the main eventers here was fine and it's a simple way to build the match i guess um even better when you have two really talented promo guys like these two. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, that's my criticism of Jericho's shtick right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, we get the Trio's tournament bracket revealed. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, So the first one we have it like, uh, the first match we have on the left side was Death Triangle versus United Empire, which is Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Literally awesome. after Forbindor asked for them to come back. That so match should be They sweet. are back. Yes. Thank I'm excited you, for Tony that. Khan. That is perfect. That sounds awesome. Um, next, then we have LFI, which is Andre Roosh and Dragon Lee will be in AW. Amazing. Uh, versus Young Bucks and Mystery Person. Like both of those matches, I'm already like super hyped for. Yeah, agreed. Especially uh, in a company that crushes trios matches. Mm-hmm. Right? Kenneth Omega, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, then we Possibly. have House of Black versus Dark Order, which would probably be Reynolds Silver Uno. That would be assume. fun too. Which is so exciting. Yep. I like that. Me too. Um, that's all right. Um, and then Trust Brothers versus Best Friends. So that's the the weak spot. That's here, the right? outlier. But still, I guess. could be a fun match. Like, uh, no, you don't think so? Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, that's true. Um, so all I had to say was, a uh, Bucks have to be finals. I think they'd either face House of Black or Dark Order. I feel like there's a chance that, let's say, like the Sting Darby Allen thing continues, mm-hmm. maybe they screw House of Black and Dark Order yes. win because. Like, we'll talk about the promo segment later, but the Bucks seemed faced there. But I feel like, let's say Kenny Omega uh, returns and they would probably be heel. Like, I feel like they'd revert back to heel. The Bucks? Yeah. I don't think so. Because, I don't know. Feels to me like they're leaning babyface in this episode. And it's hard to have Omega come back and not get cheered. That's true. Um, I I'm, guess not, it, I'm so, not entirely sure where they're going. I feel like it could be that. I think that's a good point but then also i feel like they could be like baby facing to get hangman and now that that's not happening they can just be dicks with omega when they when he comes back so So i feel like 
I feel like House of Black versus Dark Lord kind of hinges on are the Bucks face or not. And when we talk about the Bucks segment, I think they've, to me, left it a little bit open-ended as to whether the Bucks are actually babyface or cool. whether they're scamming, mm-hmm. which I agree. Yeah, I, like I could see knowing. it going either way, honestly. And I yep. think that'll depend. Like, let's say their face is with Omega, then easy. I think they would face House of Black. Or, and if they're heel, I guess they would probably face Dark Order because Hangman affiliation. Yeah. Or I guess they could face Best Friends. But, so I guess or they it, could face Trustbusters. So I was sort of hoping that... Um, Adam Cole talking about him and O'Reilly not being cleared wasn't true, but I guess I guess it, it is. Because yeah, I was it... hoping to see them on the opposite side of the bracket from the Bucks. Right? That would have been awesome. Yeah, I guess they could do that post tournament. For sure, that it can... would have been cool in the tournament. They can obviously. hold off on that match for a while. It's not yeah, a big that, deal. That's I was just hoping I, for. The I tournament. did kind of forget about yeah. that, but that kind of sucks. I'm not too keen on the Trustbusters in there. I feel like they're lower tier. We could have maybe like even just like throw into Jazz guys. Like imagine yeah. like you have. Guevara, you could have like Guevara Garcia. There's tons of more established trios and factions yeah, that could like, have put a team in. For literally, sure. like, like Jazz is a little better. At least they're on TV. Like I even said, like if you're gonna throw in a filler, at least they're in the factory. Like we know them at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't really need the trust brothers here. And here's hoping we see Kenneth next week. I feel like it has to be. I, I if think it's not, so. If I it's don't not know. Hangman, then it's... we were told the trio spelts wouldn't be here until Omega was back. So. Right. And I like that they're keeping it open ended until I mean would have been cool if he came back last week, but I yeah. guess it I guess he didn't need to because like I guess now the hangman thing, like you said, leaves it open ended for the Who Bucks. Who do they face in the first round, sorry? Who the Bucks and yeah. LFI. Yeah, so that's Oh, then they're probably working face. And ah, that, that's not true. And that leaves okay. LFI with the excuse of we're the only team in this tournament that didn't know who we were facing. That's true. That's right? true. So Yeah, I feel like if Kenny did return when we want him to, like last week i think it was right then i guess like things would be as open and then also with cole and o'reilly actually not being available yeah. you can't i feel like it would have made more sense if kenny returned then then and cole were was in the tournament then yes. you could do them in the finals but with that's them, where i, I thought I it guess, was going i guess you leave it open and so then kenny comes in like you don't have to book that feud until after the tournament, I guess. You know what I mean? Or maybe they don't want the Bucks and Omega as the first champions and Cole cost them whatever and then that leads but I feel like they're I feel like they have to be I kinda do too. And they have a title feud, I guess, with them. I, yes. who else I guess I could see that it being could like, be their first hot feud coming off of winning the exactly. tournament. Which I could is see totally it being fine. House of Black or I guess maybe Death Triangle, but I'd love to see Death Triangle. But I think Pac already has a title, so That's true. Yeah. Maybe like let's say Kenny Omega returns, right? And so Elite or Babyface, then they beat LFI, who are obviously heels. And maybe maybe there's a chance that United Empire beat Death Triangle? Yeah, that I think there happen. is a chance. And then, like, isn't there, like, some online thing with, like, Omega and Osprey? Yes. So Building there's to that. that. Yep. And I think that... I, I, oh, I hope we get Elite versus uh, United Empire. That'd be cool, actually. There could be. And that's the thing. When it's trios, right, there's... There's singles guys mixed in there, so there's opportunities to yeah, build yeah, like stories Omega going and then you got all Bucks over the place. Aussie Open, right? So that is cool. I don't know why they're they listed them as Osprey and Aussie Open, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah, not United Empire, but that's okay. Anywho, moving on, uh, kind of related, I guess. We have Lucha Bros versus Andrade, El Idolo, and Roosh in a Tornado Tag match. So, so this I guess is a bit of a dream match for me as well. They are. This is kind of precursor to the tournament, somewhat. I love everybody involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's back to Penta Al Zero Miedo. I noticed no Penta Oscuro. Because that was dumb. It, I, 
they botched that they botched it character hard. change so badly i pr- i pretty much wish they never did it right like let's give him this dark whatever and then Penta he dark. loses and does nothing differently right it was like entrance was and that bad. was it and even then that was cool i hated the props on the entrance the shovel and the gravestone not a fan yeah and then what's his face looked ridiculous for about a month there not a yeah, fan could, i hope they make a pentoscuro figure because then i could at least do penta dark because pentagon dark is cool but oscuro was was a failed experiment at least they seem to recognize it wasn't working yeah i shelve I it and then like... bring it back some other time when you actually have a plan for it yeah right? when you're going to follow through on it and not just tweak them and make them be the yeah same, normally they don't make different. huge misfires like that but that was yeah that was not great it wasn't but this match was something i was really looking forward to especially going tornado basically saying like don't worry about tags and referees not following things just let these guys go so maybe they'll follow the tag rules anyway i was pretty pumped for that yeah right (laughs) um so notables uh roosh hit phoenix with an overhead belly to belly in the corner which always looks cool it does um phoenix hit suicide dive to roosh and then tofik on hilo uh but through the ropes to on dry like the lope con hilo yes yeah uh phoenix hit a splash to roosh for two count off of Penta's shoulders. That was cool. Um, there's a stereo topic on Helos by Lucha Bros. Penta Destroyer on the apron to Andrade, who's wearing a shirt the whole match. Looked cool, weird. too. Yeah, he was. That was odd. Shirt and his ugly pants. All right. It's a lot. It's good heel work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce, it's a straight jacket pal driver to Phoenix, and Penta's mask, they tied like the back of it to the ropes. Yeah. And so he had to like unmask himself to break the pin, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, they've worked this whole unmasking thing in, right? And it was cool they found a way, to me at least, for to he had to unmask him himself. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. was okay. Um, the finish comes when Rouge kills Phoenix with the bull, bull's horns, like just kills him. And the camera angle they went to looked perfect, right? From perfect, behind. Yeah, yeah it looked and amazing. And Andrade hits the hammerlock DDT to pick up the win for LFI. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed this match. Pretty much what I expected. Just super fun tornado tag. I love Rouge and Andrade as just the bully heel team who will always find a way to cheat and take shortcuts, even in a tornado match, right? Like uh, tying his mask to the ropes and stuff. Even if they, like, I don't know why I'm such a sucker for that. They're talented enough to beat anyone already, but they also just cheat constantly, even if they don't have to. And I really like that about them. Uh, the crowd is behind everything the Lucha Brothers do. So like just a really cool overall dynamic here, right? Despicable cheating heels and just yeah, really I saw on the commercial break Bruce is doing the cable thing again. Yes, of course he does. So uh, just uh, incredible action. Um, from all of these men all over the place, a super hot crowd. I thought this was an excellent, like, considering, again, I always say this, this is in the middle of a two-hour wrestling show. This is what I get. I would watch any combination of these four guys anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you informed me that Dragon Lee is coming and joining up with Rush and Andrade for the trios is, like, a dream team for me. All of those guys are amazing. So mm-hmm. I... I thoroughly enjoyed this match as I thought I would. I'd watch it again tomorrow if they wanted to put it on again. Loved it. Yeah, I'm super excited for uh, because Kenny Omega. The trios tournament, man. I am. I love tournaments. I love trios. I've wanted these belts forever, so this is like I'm very hyped for this. Yeah, I agree. And I'm. Oh, it'll be super cool because Omega's theme is super recognizable. Just like yeah, hit that. That'll be sweet. Um, so I thought this was pretty great for a TV match. I like stipulation allowing action all over the place, and it was enjoyable. It's kind of hard to keep up at times in terms of taking notes on it, but that's okay. It didn't feel no like doubt. it really slowed down a ton because you always have something going on. Yes. So that, that's always good. 
Um, some of the spots were sick, like the Apron Destroyer. I like that Pentaton unmask himself for that because honestly, the unmasking is getting a little bit overdone. I agree. So that, it was that's a, a fresh way to do the same a thing. Different, yep. Which I appreciate. Me too. Um, the finished combination was sick too because Roosh killed Phoenix with that, that bull's horns, and that's what I mean. It's such a simple move, right? But it looks. Yeah, he killed like him there. Tony Storm's hip attack in the corner lately. It just looks super impactful. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Um. So then we have the Bucks segment we were referring to earlier. Yeah. Um. They are talking to Hangman backstage, or they kind of go into the locker room with the Dark Order right. there also. Um. So they thanked Hangman for saving them last week. Matt said that the favorite time in his career uh, was when the three of them and the other guys, referring to the Elite, uh, were together building up this revolution that ended up be call being called AEW. Um, Matt said he got uh, weird, uh, selfish, and if he could take it all back, he would. He said this when Hangman won the world title, and he was so proud of him. He couldn't congratulate him at the time. And he says he can't get those years back, because I'm sure he wants to. <laughs> uh, Matt said maybe the trolls are right that he's a despicable and bad person. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but he knows that uh, Paige brings out the good in them. Uh, Matt says that's why he had Brandon there with the camera and asked Hangman to team with them in the tournament. Uh, Hangman said he would love to, but he can't do it. He said that the Dark Order were the guys that were there for him the last couple of years. And Paige said that he thinks the trio's tournament is the Dark Order's chance. With Hangman not involved. Ugh. Weird. Uh, uh, Hangman said the Dark Order is the trio, so he isn't going to be in the tournament, which sucks. Why? Do you, it should have been him and Silver and Reynolds. That would have been awesome. I mean, technically he's not like Dark Order, Dark right. Order but I don't care. Okay, He's adjacent. That sounds better to me. Mm -hmm. It would be awesome. Um, Hangman said that if they had a partner, it should be someone who doesn't turn their back on them. Oh. Who could that be? No idea. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, young Bucks uh, walk out of the room. Uh, Brandon thought Paige was talking about him, and then uh, they <laughs> tell him to shut up, which that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so I like this segment quite a bit, right? So maybe the Bucks are being sincere, right? And they do want to patch things up with Paige. Um, maybe they're just doing it because they want him on their trios team because he's awesome and they just want to use him to get championships or because there's no Kenny or maybe they're just setting him up entirely with Kenny who will come back to mess with Paige further because so, maybe they knew that they wouldn't get it and regardless of which option it is it's interesting to think about right and yet again kind of a cool subtle storyline swirling around this group of guys right that it I makes quite enjoy it bolsters the tournament a bit right because now you have this like additional kind of thing surrounding the tournament but it uh, but it's weird because it doesn't feel like oh man we're going back to kenny and the bucks and page again right like it I'm doesn't like, feel excited. stale yet no so um i also really like the awkwardness because this to me felt like like a couple who have broken up and one member of the couples decided they want to get back together and like pitches it and the other person is like meh no thanks, bud. Yeah, it feels uh, genuine. Right? So, like, it's like The Not Office, I like that the right? box are like, genuine, but it feels like a real interaction. It's like The Office when Jim kind of puts himself out there to Pam, and Pam's like, no thanks. That's kind of what... And then, so, like, the Bucks having to awkwardly leave and, like, getting um, sort of mad at Cutler. Like, they're sort of overreacting to Cutler because they just got hurt by Paige. You know what I mean? They're taking it out on him. So, I don't know. I just... I really liked all of this. This is simple, straightforward. Like, this is how human beings behave sometimes, exactly, right? Yeah. So I really like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was quite good. Um, I thought Matt spoke really well the whole time. Nick didn't say a lot. He was, like, a little bit at the beginning. Then it was all Matt. Yes, it was. Um, It was really cool, whether it was sincere or they're just desperate for a partner. I thought it was good. Um, It's interesting, this turn for the Bucks now. Um, It's not completely out of left field. If it is a turn, that's 
I, that should be said, like, we don't 100% know if it is a turn for them or not. But I like not knowing, right? Exactly. That adds to it a little. Mm-hmm. I like Hangman turned it down. It makes sense why. But I wish he was involved in the actual tournament because how is Hangman not in there? That just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. That's crazy. Um, It's good he just didn't kind of completely forgive them and go back with that. It's still not all patched up. And now I think it has to be Kenny next week. It can't be anything but Kenny. I Because that would be such, like, a mislead. They've kind of boxed themselves in, yeah, a little I bit. I don't. And honestly, like, I feel like if they're going to do the tournament without Kenny, we'd probably see that coming already. And AEW, again, we say it all the time, isn't the company that's going to be like, we're going to give you what you want. Nope, we're not. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. Like, that's Vince. That's I mean, maybe, not these guys. Oh, well, maybe now WWE will change that. But like... That's that's AEW's big signing. Vince McMahon has signed on as... <laughs> Vince McMahon is all elite. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if you're going to get me out of my company, I'm going to take that's over. That's right. I'm going to buy one. another one. Yeah. He just buys it. And then he's going to like switch them to Mondays and like make Dynamite and three hours. Everything just flips. We end up watching all main roster WWE <laughs> and boycotting AEW. Boycotting AEW. Sorry. Imagine. I digress. Um, next we get uh, Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry. Jobber uh, of the what? year, Anthony Henry. My favorite jobber. <laughs> Imagine jobber of the I, year. I enjoy him. I, I suggested it on our year end thing. I put like jobber of the year question mark just because I like ideas that come up as I'm just adding it to the document doesn't mean it'll happen. It's just mm-hmm. pitched in the document for you mm-hmm. to consider. Uh, we should uh, the, we should get put the Takeshita of the Year award and just give that to. I Takeshita. included uh, also a, like a newcomer of the year or rookie of the year, mostly thinking of Takeshita. <laughs> yeah, and of, do, we have, do we have a TV match He's yet? He's left America or Dynamite match of the year, maybe because Dynamite's got too many good matches. That probably won't be match of the year. So we could do TV match. Yeah, as the, a. I feel like that's just like I guess yeah because like well, what other TV matches are there that's not dynamite like TV matches I don't know I, I guess you can any. include Cole Hangman the uh, Texas Death Match which was Rampage I think there was if I were to open that document I think I have some from even NXT UK that I liked yeah but I don't know if those for are they TV like, match are they good enough to nominate so what are they I've got the document open I don't even know where the document is uh it, I had mustache mark. Mustache Martin, Mustache Mountain. That's that'd be you, and, your guy. And Smith and Carter was one that I really liked. From really. There. Also, I had Creeds and Viking Raiders from NXT. How dare you? But anyways, anyways. How sorry. dare you infect this with 2.0? I, I shared the document with you. It's so a virus. Yeah, you, I know. I was looking for you, it the one day and I couldn't find it's it. It's called Year End Awards. I have like a bunch of. For some reason, whenever I like have an assignment that registers as sharing with me, so I have like all my assignments from last year. They're all here. It's like. Yep. What, I even made a chart for you to organize your matches you liked and matches you didn't. This to catch match. staring at me blank. This to catch the match. What about this to catch the match? Right. So get in there and well, fill it just in. The three, I need to because I'll forget. Hangman mocks Claudio. It's just, I think I have one of them. I think I have to catch on here at least once. I have Paige to catch on here. I'd, I'd put Mox to catch too. Okay. Back to our review. We've taken our to catch list. We've taken a detour. Taking a detour here. Jungle no Boy and Jobber of the Year, Anthony Henry. Talk about it, go. Is life without Takeshita even life? I assume Anthony Henry snuck a win by roll-up? Yeah, he did. Nice. And then Takeshita returned after the match. Yeah. Uh, there was a corner close and then high German suplex by Luchasaurus. Uh, then finish comes when he hit a headbutt, and then this fireman's carry slam that they called Fossilized, which is kind of cool. I've heard Fossilizer. Oh, Fossilizer. But right. That makes more sense. I, I don't know. I kind of like fossilized like you've been killed 
I'm okay with either one. Yeah, but fossilized yeah, think... it's like you're being fossilized, Cause, I guess. Because Jungle Boy was on commentary. He revealed that that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, After the Masters of Christian Cage from on the Tron, he said he wanted to take the heads off Jungle Boy and slice him in the head, like Brody King. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but uh, people don't deserve to see him, and he's having way too much fun messing with him. Uh, but Jungle Boy runs backstage, tries to attack him, and security hold him off the loot sources. Wipes out a bunch of security, so that's kind of funny. It's just more Jungle Boy is edgy and angry, right? So I don't know. The match. He is angry. Neither the match nor the aftermath felt super necessary to me. It didn't really change much for me. Like, it didn't bother me either, but like, I still don't think we've gotten a very good explanation of Luchasaurus flipping and flipping back. Like, just to go, like, you were. What is it? You're making sure that. He was protecting Cage for yeah, like I don't know. Well, yeah, because the well that doesn't even make sense because the only person after Luchasaurus was really Luchasaurus, or sorry, after Cage was Luchasaurus, right? But then, and you're worried about protecting the guy that you want to kill. I guess then he can kill. It's like at his best, I guess. Still feels weak to me. But anyways, yeah, the whole thing's kind of like it's fine. I feel like we didn't need this, but it didn't really bother me too much. I guess it was just like more of a vehicle for the aftermath. It was. It doesn't. I don't know why. And Luchasaurus felt cooler when he was evil. Like, I had higher hopes for him as an evil monster. Yeah. But And whatever. if he was going to go face, like, I wish he was full face again, like, yeah. with the green and stuff, because face Luchasaurus is cool, too, but why didn't he do a moonsault here? Right. Where, if he's going to be a baby face, he has to do a moonsault. That's the law. He should be, really. Because I don't think he, Luchasaurus does a lot of moonsaults, but I think face Luchasaurus does do a lot of moonsaults. He should. And he sure. kicks people in the face and in the head he does. many times. He does. And Team he kick. runs in the corner and puts his back on people's faces. Yep. Um, solid squash, I guess. I like the guy rid of Luchasaurus submission move. It Me wasn't too. the greatest. That's a good point. But also, didn't not it? even that I didn't love it, but it also just makes more sense when he's heel. Like, as much as I don't love it, it makes more sense when he was heel, I guess. Yeah, I just don't think a big monster powerhouse needs a submission finisher no, but it's not ideal for me um at least it's not around uh and cage one was solid but pretty short loop source look kind of cool clearing out security yeah for sure that was cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um next again mirror promo um he, i didn't catch a lot of it because it's that's your tricky. standard response to Miro yeah. promos didn't get more or, of it or more so house of i probably could try for Miro, and i have yeah mirror is easier than the house of black at least i mean he's talking about malika black again yeah uh shocker one good line i got that i liked was hell was empty because all the devils are here so i thought that was a cool line that's cool yeah uh then julia hart came into frame yes obviously um and touched his face and mirror said only one woman can do that and i thought that was pretty funny only one woman can touch my face and it's not you (laughs) yeah i like that too um and then he said something along the lines he's coming from malachi black um it was fine solid as usual i generally like mirror promos the line about his wife like we said was pretty amusing uh, Julia Hart is not Finn House of Black. The bitch you got here did not sound right. No. Anna Jay's been way worse, but still, that's kind of a given at this point. So, maybe it's my fault. What's the issue with Miro and House of Black? Um, remember at Forbidden Door in the match, he had Pack and the Accolade, or the game over, and then Black misted him. Oh, right. Because it's just like... He got misted. It yeah. was a while ago, and they, each of the guys involved in this promo, like, are so cryptic, right? Like, you lose track especially when i don't remember things very well like i just remember because it was in that match and then they showed it a couple times it's like i know they have a problem but like they don't have a problem neither of them speak directly so it's like what's (laughs) going on here again that's true even though i still like this promo style 
and he did find a way to amuse me with a couple lines in here. So I, I liked it. Confirmed then. I liked it. Yeah. I just again was like, what's the exact thing going on here between these two very cryptic fellows? But anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Um, next we got Powerhouse Ob's interview. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Marshawn Robson says they'll take care of Starks and nobody says no to them because Starks had the audacity to not join the prestige faction. I like that Hobbs just like dismisses them basically. Just like, like I felt that was a, stuff. that was appropriate, right? Yeah. Like I don't want anything to do with you. Just go fight your match, sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, Cole Carter was smart enough. Two times was two smart times? enough. Yeah, two <laughs> times was smart enough to join the factory. Right, and he took Starks to the limit to the limit so i think stark should have had the foresight to join because honestly that's why hobbs won't win stark's good taking them to the top of the trios tournament right that's why hobbs is gonna win because starks is not in the factory if starks is in the factory dude hobbs better watch out i do want a big push for hobbs as a heel i think he's in the factory i think he's super cool that would be the opposite of that (laughs) that would be a deep push a step back yeah, <laughs> I think Hobbs is just cool, man. I just no, want to watch agree. him hurt people. This didn't really do him any favors, no, but I, um, I think Jen- he's still pretty cool. I, mean, I just like that he, it's like, it kind of elevates him a little for a group of jobbers to walk in and him just dismiss them, right? Because it yeah. wasn't oh, long get ago where again. he was barely yeah. above them. And it yeah. sort of shows that he's elevated a bit. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. QT is fine, I guess. Odd metaphor he was using. I don't remember what it was Me now. <sighs> I don't know. QT speaks just fine, right? I just don't. Yeah. I don't really want to see him. I'm Nick Camarado looks weird now. He just looks crazy to me. Yeah, he doesn't have the weird beard. Any- he doesn't have the it's crazy a, beard anymore. It's a fine wrestling look, to be honest. Like I don't mind it. It's just he looks nuts. Yeah. So I'm kind of intrigued. Um, and my boy Ogogo is there. He is back. Yeah. Yeah. With the doesn't he have like a fake eye or something? Yeah, I think he's blind in one eye, isn't oh, he? That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got. I, I hope he's still got punching, and I bet he's. Still got his amazing theme, which I like a lot. Finishing punch, gut punch, body oh, punch finisher. That was only last year, right? Yep. Remember wow. those those that segment with Cody Rhodes? Wow, that was one of the worst. What the, the weigh in? in? Well, then remember atrocious. the and then remember the most patriotic promo of all time. Yeah, he cured racism. Yeah, his baby, his baby solved racism. Solved racism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes, American hero. That was some, exactly. I mean, American nightmare. No, he's racism gonna... over America. Racism over. Exactly. Thank you, Cody Rhodes. Just for America, though, because obviously Cody he's Rhodes super baby. patriotic. So, and obviously America is the best place ever. So he's just aiming to solve racism there. He did solve it. What do you he mean can... aiming? How dare you? It's uh, over. Yeah, yeah. A year ago, over. It's been over a year where America's been racism free. So that's thank correct. You. That's thanks, correct. Thanks to Liberty Rhodes. That's it. Right. That's the name. Yep. Yeah. Is half black baby. That's cured racism. Killed it. Exactly. Good. It is dead. It's good. It's, it's long overdue. Long overdue. Mm-hmm. And long overdone because mm-hmm. it's been it's been a while now. Yeah. It's weird that's been like that long since that now. Since racism existed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no since, since like that whole feud. Yes. I don't remember how. Oh right, it was an extension of the when QT first turned heel. Yes. Wait, that means like Factory's only been like. That's, that means like factory must have formed like early last year. You have given the factory a lot of oxygen today on this program. Damn it. You love the factory. I, this is what we're no. learning. As, no. we, as your brother would say, you low key love the factory. No. Low key. I don't. All right. Carry on. Where were right. we? Um, lethal. Dot. Lethal and co in ring. That's what I call them. Just lethal and co. Yep. Not worth noting anything Although else. Dutt's the one that does the most speaking now. 
Yeah, but Lethal's like the guy who's there. Satnam sings the guy. Okay, how dare you? He's the presence. But anyways, because he's big. Keep going, man. Um, Dot says he's feeling good after Bot B, aka Battle of the Belts. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Bot B. Bot B. Um, he talks about how Satnam put Wardlow through the table, and they aren't done with him. Lethal says they send a message, and it's either Wardlow goes in a shot. Or Sing comes after him again, and they just take it. Warlock comes down and says Lethal has another shot, and tonight he's whooping all three of their asses, and FDR come out to even the odds that this is their return, because they were advertised as returning, so. Yeah, I don't love them returning in support of Wardlow, if I'm being honest. I guess it makes sense, because they were teammates in. Yeah, like, when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top, right? Correct. I guess. Um, They all enter the ring, and the heels exit. Jerry Lethal tries to come in, and he takes a smash contraption. He does. Um, That's the only name for it that I've ever heard, so, yeah. Um, it was a fine fit from Lethal and his guys, I guess. Um, Wardlow's fine too. There wasn't a lot to note. I guess they have Lethal versus Wardlow again, which which is fine, I guess. Yeah, that I match was really. I I'm fine with it. I can't say I'm looking forward to it or itching to see it again, but it's okay. It's cool to see FTR back and them lining with Wardlow again as a mini reunion. Um, likely won't be a trio's view because of Dut, nor should it be. Also, yeah. kind of sucks. This is what FTR returned for. I would have liked just like a nice. Same. I would like this to just be a straight FTR promo. But clearly, they are still like trying to put a lot behind Wardlow, right? So you take your most over tag team, and, and they have history. So at least it's yeah. not like at first I thought it was random. I was like, oh yeah, they did stuff. I kind of wanted FTR to just stay on a roll as a tag team and not really be merging with anyone else at this point. But again, they're just lending star power to Wardlow. Could be I just guess. a temporary thing though, because they're yeah. pretty hot to me. It's just like a bit of a cool down, and then you send them off on something else. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I guess maybe not the tag titles because I I thought it was. I guess I'm glad that uh, they didn't do Bucks FTR. I mean, in a way, obviously, I still wish they did Bucks FTR, but I'm yeah. kind of glad that they gave the tag titles to Swerve and Lee and not the Bucks because now you have the whole trios thing. Because I guess when, uh, like, initially, like a while back when I was hoping for Bucks FTR again, yes, but we didn't know about the trios titles. I find it weird that by far your best tag team doesn't have your championships, right? Like, I don't think that's helping the tag titles right now or Swerve and I guess Lee. They, because FTR are just the best tag team, right? They're the most over. They're having the best matches. It's not like they don't have tag titles. I know, but <laughs> they don't have the main ones. Yeah. That's all. Well, the main ones from a certain point of view. Yes. From most people's point of view, I would say. The, <laughs> no, I the AEW tag titles are bigger than the Ring of Honor ones. What about Japan? I don't know. I'm Triple talking a? about what's in this company. All right, keep going keep things moving man i want to do some mm-hmm. i want to enjoy my afternoon um, next we get a jazz interview um menard says History minus jericho and tonight, huh minus jericho minus jericho and hager and Guevara. right um and tonight jericho will win parker says tonight is the jericho championship celebration or something like that garcia says he put dance into sleep he owns him now he's the dragon slayer yeah uh jay points at some random off screen and asks if they don't think he, oh you don't think he's the dragon slayer gonna choke you out mm-hmm. and she chokes him out cool and there was reference to bit of the bubbly so now we're going Painmaker, lionheart le champion and sports entertainment well, all within like a month le champion would only be if he actually won the title they are really cycling through these gimmicks again for some now reason. we need what but we need the list it's fine um, i thought matt menard or whatever was he's entertaining right so that was fine i thought 2.0 did a good job and then turned it over to anna jay who's terrible yeah, she's bad. This is whatever. 2.0 did the usual stick. No problem with that. Because it was fine, but nothing great. Because it was just like, same. Yep. And Anna J sucks. Yep. She sucks hard. She's not good. 
super young, could end up being amazing. We're not saying she's I devoid of talent. I didn't hate her before. I just didn't really care about her. Now this is just like this. Her and this faction is really bad. And it's just for me added by the fact that like the women's division is underwhelming and underperforming. And this is just evidence of you're pushing somebody that I would not push. No. Right? She wouldn't be getting a push from me. Julia Hart wouldn't be getting a push from me. A few people, Thunder Rosa's push would not be as big as it. Like, they're just. Thunder Rosa's push would have, like, that would, for me, that would be the division's a bit ended. of a mess to me at this yeah, point. Little, yeah. Little bit. Um, next, we have Aaron Solo versus Ricky Starks. And when I was typing Solo, I almost did Solo with a W on the end because I swear, I it know. It used to. It used to. It and then did. it's just like. Yeah, it's gone. He's Han Solo's nephew now. <laughs> did you, are you going to hit the Starks promo? Is that. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, there's a brief video package before the match. And it was funny because at the beginning, Starks was talking about like all the crap that's happened to him, and he's like, "And if things can get worse." They got offered a spot in the factory, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, me too. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I would be saying, um, or um, back in the day, if they like Nightmare Family. Yep. Um, oh, I haven't seen Brock Anderson in a while. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, also cool. They showed us Starks and Solo were like tag partners on the Indies or something. Right. So that was helpful. That's cool. A little yep. bit of insight. Um, notable is not much. So Starks was running the ropes. He gets a little tripped up by two dimes on the outside. He gets ejected for interference and still hits, a, takes advantage, hits a clothesline. Um, there's a nice turn at DDT by Starks, and Starks avoids a spinning kick from Solo for the finish and hits a spear for the win. Timed well. Yeah, it was timed really well. Yeah. Um, stupid didn't hit Rochambeau again. I was disappointed by that too. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, Starks hits a spinebuster com- to Komoro to try to attack him, so that was kind of funny. A nice spinebuster, yeah, um, to a very big man. try to get the numbers advantage, but Starks hits the way through the crowd. Then we cut to backstage, and, and Harbs is... Th- Harbs. Harbs. Hobbs, Hobbs is throwing a uh, monitor, which is kind of Just amusing. Just smashed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid enhancement match. Solo got a bid, and so he looked all right. Starks looked pretty good in what he got. I wish he got a little more, maybe. Um, I like his spear, but I really think it's, that should be like his signature like before is Rochambeau because I think that's a way cooler move for a finisher. But he can't hit that to everyone. I think that's their concern. He can spear everybody. You're saying he can't hit it to Solo? He could to Solo, but yeah. I don't think they want to set no, the well, precedent. No, then that's of... when he wins with the spear and that's I totally guess. fine. But like... They're just trying to set it up as this is a believable finisher for when he it's faces been Big like Mom. Every week though, like just I hit know. a Rochambeau. I know. You couldn't hit one to Dan Housen? Yeah, you like, could have for sure. <laughs> come on. Uh, pre-match package was cool. Um, Babyface Starks off to a solid start here, I thought. Um, Hobbs angrily throwing the monitor after him is amusing. Uh, Starks didn't seem as t- super different from heels him. No. Which he I doesn't have to be. He was he getting cheered be. as a heel. Yeah, so, so it's just... Um, but I think he's off to a solid start. Me too. Um, I liked the segment ahead of time. I thought Starks, he always sounds great, right? And the part about, like, agree, where there's like, I lost my belt, my partner turned on me. And I got recruited by the factory, right? Like the equating them talking to him with like losing his championship and his friend. So I thought that was funny. And he just has that rare ability, kind of like Miro does, to cut a really serious promo, but still throw in a couple humorous lines, right? Without so, like making a joke of himself. Or right, without seeming silly. So those people are hard to find. And those are the ones you kind of have to push, I think. The match I thought was for like, I know I, this is kind of my cop out thing, but it, it was did what it needed to do, right? Solo got to showcase some offense, which I think was good, but only because of a distraction from two dimes. Two dimes, right? <laughs> um, and I thought Starks always looks fast and crisp, and clearly the crowd's behind him and supporting this babyface run here. 
So I thought it was a decent little match that did what it needed to do, but again, we didn't get the Rochambeau. And then the aftermath was AEW aftermath stuff that I don't really comment on anymore because it's all the same to me. As you yawn. Got yawn right before you talk about Gun Club. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's true. It still didn't help my ears. No. We'll try some we'll try something later. Fair enough. Uh Gun Club interview is next. Uh Billy says uh, he's just trying to figure out how they ruined the match he made famous in one night. Uh, and this is why he misses the acclaimed. Boom, roasted. Mm-hmm. Um, Stokely Hathaway comes in and says they could turn his, their careers around and Billy Gunn could go to catering. Billy tells him to go away. Uh, Billy says he got them a tag match on Rampage and Danhausen comes in and says he'll see them on Friday. So they're fighting Danhausen. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was kind of amusing. And he said he does miss the acclaimed over he did his say own that. sons. Yep. So that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like Hathaway being an adult. I understand him wanting someone like Ethan Page, but I feel like he shouldn't want Gun Club. Like they're so low tier. Like I feel like that's a waste of his time. I feel like he should see that. Like I maybe he wants to turn people around who are like down in their luck, but like yeah, go for someone better than Gun Club. Or like because he sees that they're maybe not fully on board with Daddy Gun, so he thinks he can grab them away because yeah, but like Billy's being my thing is like why would he want them? Yeah. They're so, like, I feel like that's just a waste of time. But maybe it's, like, he has to look at who's available, and they're coming... Av- looks like they might be having issues with their management, so he could sneak in there. I guess so. And, I, like, my thing is I'm a bit of a sucker for these recruitment angles because it, it kind of automatically leads to a bit of intrigue, right, as to, like, who is anybody going to actually join with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also picked up that Billy did say he... That's why I missed the acclaimed, right? So he right. did mention that. Because um, a lot of people were disappointed when that sort of affiliation ended people really liked the gun club acclaimed i kind of i didn't it. mind it i at first i was like oh what's the point but then like i don't know they like i like funny in the entrance like i kind of liked it yeah. like and it it was it was all right i liked hathaway here i think that he has another rare ability i think he was good i like I, it's not that i didn't like him in here i just didn't like him being there like he did good but i didn't i wish he wasn't there he has the ability to be like um a heel manager who is avoiding any physicality but doesn't come across as stupid or silly. You know what I mean? Like, he's still... Like, he's the brains of the operation? Yeah, kind of like Bobby the Brain Heenan, but not as comedic. He has the ability to, like... Right, because it's a different time. I'm not a fighting champion. I'm kind of a weasel, but he never looks silly to me, and I think that's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Gun Club faced Beardhausen on Rampage, which is funny. Uh, Dan yeah. has an Eric Redbeard. That's a funny name. I'm kind of hoping that that means the Acclaim can move on from their Gun Club affiliation. Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping, yeah. Um, I think Gun Club won that, actually, thanks to Billy Gunn interference. So Nice. Good for them. I think they have Big a dynamite win. match mm-hmm. next week. Yay. Yay, more Gun Club. Yep, it's what everyone wants. Even more stuff I like. Best Friends interview with the Trustbusters interrupting. But this is where I finally understood the Trustbusters name because I thought it was a stupid name. Because Ari Davari is this super rich guy now, so I think the idea is that he has a trust fund. So, like, if your mother and I were bajillionaires, but we don't want you to be an idiot kid with a ton of money, we're like, we put it all in trust for you, and when you turn 25 or whatever age we set, then you have access to that money. It's in a, and we could say like, we could put limitations on it where you only get so much money so often or whatever. So I think the idea, ah, right, it's making sense to you I too, get it now. right? That the idea is he has all of his money because he's a trust fund baby, as they call it, right? Like you're basically born into a ton of money. When you hit a certain age, you're going to get a ton of money. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, he, it made sense to me because I'm like, Trustbusters is a stupid name. I still don't think it's great, but at least uh, I wasn't thinking that definition of trust, right? So, yeah, anyway. not me either. It's like, what a I, very obvious heel name. Trust can't trust us. We're the trust bus. I'm like, that's stupid. I guess now it works. It's like a little better. A couple yeah. levels. Yeah. It doesn't really change much for the faction for me, but no. at least that makes sense. Um, Davari says he's been trying to get a hold of Cassidy for all week. That makes sense because everyone wants Orange Cassidy. And he's investing in the best talent. Oh, he sure is. And he wants Cassidy, the best talent. Um, and says he, all he has to do is ditch the losers he's with. Cassidy says, whatever it is, the answer is no. Um, Devar says Cassidy will find out what happens to people who say no to him. Yep. Um, so this is one of our first round trios tournament matches. Yippee. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, and I mean really, wish they chose a faction other than Trustbusters. They haven't been on TV up until... Th- this segment literally like they've only been on dark yeah and ring of honors pre-show right like uh, tavari is fine i, I thought he sounded good here yeah. i never reminded him in 205 and he, yeah. he sounded solid here he did but slim j looks lame like he just looks stupid he's very like too cool yeah kind of not not leaning into the like humor of it or ridiculousness of it but yeah even the idea. name is just stupid like slim and Parker Pojo looks pretty lame too. The former Harland, he looks really weird visually. Like just like, I don't know what it is. I just I don't like his look. It's like the tattoos look dumb, and then it's just like not even just that, but like, and he, like you see, he's like big, but not really jacked. Not at all. Uh, and from he's what lazy I've seen Brock. in ring, he doesn't look that great. Lazy he Brock Lesnar. Put best friends against better people. Like Trustbusters don't really stand out a ton. I don't care for any of them. They feel like mismatches together too. Like I don't understand the connection. They're like. Because also he's like, I'm just going for the best talent. So he picked someone I don't know and someone I do know but don't like and wasn't that good. Right. I don't get it. That's what his money is getting him so far. Money well spent. Bud. Yeah, I, I thought Davari sounded good. I agree the group seems like an odd combination of people, but it doesn't mean it can't work, right? I, I, at some point it could. Um, I'm not sure that we need another team faction, whatever, in AEW at this yeah, level. Especially like but one that's so nothing. Like they're just not there's nothing yeah, to them. But they don't seem to be slowing down with these signings, right? So we say it every week and I think it applies here. ROH needs to find some time to have a show to relieve some of the pressure on Yeah, they this can bloated, take trespassers because I don't want them. I think that's the plan, right? So this roster is bloated and needs more time to get ROH sort of separate, right? Mm-hmm. Um and again, just to nitpick this a little bit further, this is like back-to-back segments with people recruiting people right so i would have put some space between those if i'm booking a show and those are two stories i have i'm not putting them one after the other but that's just me being picky sorry go ahead that's kind of funny i didn't even notice that and now we're to the classic women's spot of the show right Mm -hmm. jade cargill defends the tbs title against your favorite madison so that's how we're choosing to fill our women's slot on this show we're putting madison rain who has just signed as a coach and is a 30 late 30s whatever veteran that's who we're given the tv spot we only have room shot. for two women on all of our tv but that's who we're giving it to so anyways go ahead <laughs> after that preamble talk about this yeah and she signed on as coach so yes yeah it's player coach i guess they exist um, so Jade looks for a powerbomb on the outside, Rain counters into Hurricane Rana, Hogan provides a brief distraction, Cargill nails Rain with a spear, I thought that looked pretty, pretty nice, actually. Yep, it did. 
Um, there's a really slow neckbreaker by uh, Rain. Like it looks like they're like they're kind of huddled over in like the suplex position. It looked like they're like working on like calling the spot uh, before. They were. I think there was like, a little conversation there. Yeah, figuring out the spot, and then like even when she's like setting out the neckbreaker, like moves moves really slow. So they yes. definitely were setting up a spot there. It was, it was uh real great. Um, so Cargill holds uh Rain up to counter and guillotine. Like so, she's like gone and she, Car or sorry, Rain's got the guillotine. She's like kind of holding Rain up, and then she counters into a DDT for two, which looked alright. Yeah. Um, Cargo accidentally pump kicks Hogan off the apron. Nope. Not really. Did, uh, no and contact then she made. She avoids a shot from Rain, hits her with a pump kick, which looked better. A little but better. Not, still not uh, great. And she retains by hitting Jaded. Post match, Athena comes in the ring, attacks Jade from behind. Yawn. Cargo has to be pulled up running. by Hogan. Athena poses with the title. Um, I thought it was an okay match. Last week's women's match was much better, I thought. Yes. But I guess at least this wasn't bad. It just wasn't really much. Cargo looks solid in her offense, I think. Except for when she kicked Hogan, cause she didn't really. Rain was fine, I guess, but I didn't think she was very good. Um, she mostly just hit basic stuff and generally looked kind of slow, in my opinion. Yeah. Like she was the worst, no, but it wasn't that great, especially for a veteran. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't look the best. Um, I think Cargill should dominate a little more. Uh, post match stuff was quick, so not much to say there. Obviously, it's like pretty typical. Other than the only thing I have to say is how much longer do they have to build to Athena versus Cargill? It's been ages now i feel and like build is a strong word it's just kind of like, like a week build to me like yeah they're like circling how much longer each other, do they but... have to build to it like how much longer do they have to keep the storyline going before we have to get the match like it feels like it's been ages since the whole thing started and like can they just like either do it already or at least confirm it for all out because i feel like that's and a i already don't really care about athena and i was kind of cool with her coming and thought okay like she's good in the ring just don't let her talk a lot and we can build her into a contender i don't feel it right so far so i guess she's the best option to take the ts title but it doesn't really matter i guess i mean i've with this match here i've never been a huge fan of madison rain in ring and i've watched her a ton i've always i was watching impact when she was there like she's Recently kind of like and like in tna she's better than like the diva era stuff but she for me she's in between like the diva era stuff and actual wrestling stuff i think she's fine at best maybe she's good at booking matches and stuff i don't know but I thought this match, same thing. It was okay. The pace was kind of slow. A few things could have looked better. Um, the boot to Hogan being sort of a glaring issue that wasn't well done. But easy win for Jade, as we expected, right? Just, like, not to harp on this, but another unspectacular match in the standard women's spot on this show, The right? only one you're getting. You have one women's match each week, and you give it to Madison Rain. So at this point... I don't know if this is a bold statement or a hot take, but I'm more interested in the women's division in both WWE. We ran down the talent there last week. Like, that's a very loaded division. And honestly, Impact right now. They've added Masha Slamovich, who I think is cool. They've added um, Killer Kelly, who I think is cool. So I'm actually more interested in their women's division than this one, right? Mm -hmm. I And at some point, man, like... I need Jade to have a, like a definitive strong match where we can go see, like she's good. She's right? had some solid outings. Yeah, like she needs to like have that like her definitive match. coming yeah. out because she checks yeah. all the other boxes for me. Character, yeah. look, speaking. I think she's really, really strong. I just want her to have that one match where I'm like, okay, she is capable of a really, really good wrestling match. Um, but we're not getting that yet, so mm. we'll see. But anyways, mm -hmm. uh, next we get. Thunderstorm interview. Yay. Yay. Uh, Statlander's injured. Storm's number one contender. Rosa says this isn't what she wants because they're besties, uh, but it is what it is. 
Storm says she didn't want it either because they're besties, but she's in action next week sure and the goal is to one day be the champion. Rosa says she'll be there for Storm next week because they're besties, and as for the title <laughs> match, they'll talk about it another time like besties. Yeah, so obviously this was inevitable, and I think it got sped up with Statlander being out, yeah. and apparently for me, poor Chris Statlander, it's like double injury to the knee again. Uh, damn. Yeah, that sucks yeah. for her. Is it just me, or is it, do, do you feel like they were acting like best friends way more all of a sudden? I just none of it's been believable like, for me. For me, so it's like, I struggle. Since the team started, they don't they don't gel too well as a team. Like it never really felt like a team to me. And most was like like you said, they even like they didn't look like they were friends. They didn't seem like friends that much no. either. And now they they might have to face each other in a match, which they've already done. They're like, oh, I don't want to face you. You're my best friend. In their defense, I, like which isn't a role I love to take, but. In their defense, I think Statlander being out is forcing them to speed things up. It is, but so like maybe they were gonna show us they were friends, and probably not. I feel like they probably the should have already. But, right. Um, I just think Rosa sounds rushed and uncomfortable when she talks. Oh my God, well, you paused it before the segment starts, and she's just smiling. Like Tony Storm was okay here, and I guess like the eventual match between these two could go either way because both of them I find hit and miss, right? Inconsistent. So I don't know what we'll get. I don't really want either of them to win. We could get lightning in a bottle and it's a really great match is what we, I think, best case scenario, obviously. But I'm not super confident that that's what we get. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing felt weird here. Can't say I want to see this match again. Even though the first time didn't suck, I just don't care. So I think you're going to move on to, I don't know if you talked, if you're going to talk about they run down Rampage and Dynamite next. So after I just had a like oh, a yeah. mini rant about the women's division, how are we filling our women's slot next week? Do you remember? Uh, Tony Storm versus someone. Kylan King. Oh, right. That's, Kylan King's back. So that's going to be your She's in NWA only women's match on Dynamite, right? It's just, I don't understand what they're doing. They have to know it's not working. And they have to change something. But anyways, main event time. Um, yeah, I just noted like for, of the matches next week, yeah. we're getting Garcia, Danielson, and yes, two or three falls, we which are. is pretty cool. Yes, so that very into that. That's nice. Yep, I agree. And obviously the, the trio stuff. The started. trio stuff. Um, L five versus Bucks and presumably Kenneth. Pretty pumped for that. Those are two matches I really want to see. Hot twist. comes back. Hikaleo. What up? And Tony Storm and Kylan King. What? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Do better. You're just mad Kylan King's not going to win. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, next, we get John Moxley versus Lionheart. Last Survivor of Stu Hart's Dungeon. And the entrance Chris and Jericho. the look and the whole thing was Lionheart-ish. Yeah, at least there's that. Because, like, Painmaker just uses Judas. So, yeah. they very well could just use Judas again. So, at least there's that. Um, AW Interim World Title. Interim. And Jericho's smiling nonstop when he comes out, right? He's young, baby-faced Lionheart, Chris Jericho, who is... I love Jericho before anyone loved Jericho. I will. That is one of my claims. I was on board with Jericho when he was brand new to WCW and really not doing much. He just was always funny and weird. I quite enjoyed him. Sorry, go ahead. Fast forward to present day. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a bit of a chop exchange. Uh, Jericho ripped out Mox's earring. He did. Armbar applied. Blood everywhere. Chuchi Katami. From Mox's head. Mm-hmm. Shuji Katami applied by now bloodied Mox until Jericho gets out with some elbows to the face because he's not bloody enough. Uh, German suplex by Mox. Jericho comes back up and hits a German suplex of his own. There's a Frankenstein by Jericho for two. Jericho does that figure four around the ring post spot. He did. Retro. Mm-hmm. Um, cross face by Mox. Uh, Jericho gets out. 
and gets Mox in the walls of Jericho, but doesn't like get the win. For like four minutes, the walls of Jericho. Oh, yeah, it lasted It a while. started, went through a whole commercial break, and was still on afterwards. Oh, did it? Yes. Yikes. It was literally four or five minutes of, a, of the walls of Jericho. Like it didn't change? Uh, he, I think he, I think during the commercial, Mox started to escape, and then he had to, like, right, Jericho like, had to reapply it. It was still a hold the yes. whole time? Yeah. Yikers. It was. Um, uh, Mox dives on Jericho on the outside from the top rope, uh, then rains down right hands after back in the ring, he goes for another dive. Jericho kinda catches him with a code breaker for two. That was yeah. okay. Yeah. Guevara over-tosses a bat. Jericho uh, grabs it. He makes the save decently. I thought like, it was it's... intentional, but it, you could see when they replayed it, Guevara was like, oh, crap, when he threw it. And then Aubrey had to like keep herself distracted. That looks kind of dumb, but Jericho... Um... It, was a, it wasn't a horrible... No, though. Jericho the recovery hustled, was okay. so it wasn't terrible. And Aubrey didn't look super stupid because she was, what, dealing with the belt the or turn something? Buckle. Oh, the turnbuckle, right. So yeah, it was okay. They yeah, recovered okay. It was okay. Mox uh, got hit with the bat for a near fall, which is all right. Uh, Jericho sends Mox into the exposed turnbuckle and hits a Judas effect. So that was a pretty solid near fall, I thought. Yeah, there were near falls at the end here that were believable, Agreed. I thought, too. Um, Jericho tries to hit Mox with the title, but misses and hits the exposed turnbuckle. The Mox tries to get in the bulldog. He gets him in the sleeper and then transitions into a bulldog choke, which I thought that was going to be it. Me too. Um, but then eventually Jericho comes out and gets a lion tamer in. Yes. Nice to get that. Yep. Uh, and then Mox, uh, the finish comes and Mox gets out, gets out of that. It's some elbows a lot. Take notes, carrying cross. Uh, on Jericho and then locks in the sleeper for the win. Oh my god, the people who think like Cross is amazing, literally like the uh, he was returning like, and then I said, but he sucks. And the amount of people like who try to defend Cross is yeah, people love crazy. him. It's ugh. yeah. Um, post match, uh, Guevara and Hager run down to attack Mox. Shocking. A post match run in? No way. On <laughs> AEW? No way. Blackpool Comic Club and Kingston Ortiz run down even the odds. <laughs> no way. The rest of Jazz come out. No the way. Baby faces. This is all surprising. Nard's holding a Mox Rebel shot from Jericho and then Colts of Personality hits and Punk comes out, clears the Jazz one by one. Then there's a standoff between the two champions. Uh, Mox flips them off. So, tiny detail, but what I loved was when Mox is sitting on the mat facing the crowd and Punk's done doing what he does and is standing directly behind Mox. Mox didn't do the stupid stand up and act surprised that the guy's behind him. He like stood up and slowly turned around, knowing he that literally like he went like he, he was, knew like, that Punk stretching was stretching his back. So I like that a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, I thought the match was really good, like an intense main event for a championship. There were good stakes there. I thought the final few minutes were really good with some believable near falls that you sort of outlined for us there. Um, the result was never in doubt. I didn't think, like, I never thought Jericho, I know some people did, I never thought he had a shot here. No, but the action not. was steady, good physicality, blood as expected I mean, with Mox. if Jericho did, hypothetically, when you could revive Jericho Punk feud. I guess so. Uh, and Jericho undoubtedly has gotten himself... <laughs> Which would have been 10 years ago. He's gotten himself into great shape for this run, and this main event seemed to just deliver. As far as the crowd was really into it, I thought it was good. It's obviously too, like super mega stars having a main event match for a championship right so i thought it was a quality defense of the interim title for moxley he continues like just a really good run as the interim about as good as they could have expected right to have to pull an interim champion out of nowhere he's done great I, like i really like this main event i wouldn't say that i love love loved it but i thought it was a very good match um and then more of a standard aftermath post-match run-in was at least sort of a surprise return by Punk. Um, and again, I haven't missed him as much as most people have, but it was still was a little bit of a surprise. And I think it was a successful, like, 
final angle to this show and a, and a really good main event. So yeah, I thought it was good. You? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Actually, I didn't love it. Obviously, just because Jericho, but considering it wasn't really looking forward to it, I thought it over-delivered a little yep, bit. it was good. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, not amazing, but pretty good. Um, started out a little slow, which is okay. Um, but once I got more into it, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, even though the first match was a long time ago, I don't remember a ton from memory. I feel like this is a definite improvement over got a lot of time that initial one. match. Yeah. Um, some of the near falls towards the end were, I thought were pretty done or done pretty well. Aside from Guevara's overshoot with the bat, which even then wasn't a huge no, lot. It wasn't. Um, when Jericho hit the exposed turnbuckle, Mox was choking him out then. I thought that was going to be it. I'll admit that was because honestly, I, I knew Mox was going to win. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would have been it. Um, one small critique is that aside from the entrance, the theme was actually different and the retro tights, Jericho wasn't really that different. Um, visually, yeah, but in terms of the match, it was just pretty much Jericho again, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because that's what I expect. But if that's going to be the case, they should really stop making such a big deal about Lionheart or Painmaker or whatever. Like it really, it's lame. It At least in that much. such rapid succession, right? Mm-hmm. Like give it a break in between. And I like just stop like touting it so much. Yeah. Anyway, solid main event. Punk coming back is cool. I I wasn't like can't say I'm not super happy to see him, but I'm kind of glad he's back because now we can get that unification match. Like I said, I right. think that's a worthwhile pay per view main event. Me so too. I'm I'm glad we can get that. Um, and that'll be cool. Um, he didn't have it this week, but I really hope he has his own belt next week because um having two of the same singles belt makes me happy for some reason. <laughs> yes, you and love I think belts. It's, I think it's amusing. Um, and then the winner of the match will have two of the same title, like when they did Garan Cody. And the, that title's a beauty, so imagine... I can't imagine anyone would complain about someone holding two of them. That would look cool. <laughs> sure. That would look sweet. Yes. That, I don't think you have to do a I don't care much about that, frankly, but you... you do, do, like, another two or three falls match for the main event or something? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, show thoughts. Overall, I thought this was another strong episode of Dynamite. Um, good opening Quake match. by the league. Good opening match. Could have been better without the outside involvement and the break in the middle, but still good. Awesome tornado tag match and a really good main event. So there's three matches I really enjoyed. Segment-wise, we got a good Buck segment, a cool little Starks uh, vignette, and there were a few weaker segments along the way, but nothing that like really bothered me too much. Um, so I gave this show, I think for the second week in a row, another B-plus for me. Almost a level match. If the women's match were better um, or the opening match was to the level I wanted I still liked it but I thought there was another level there without all the interruptions or if a couple segments had gone better but I still thought a really enjoyable show AEW for me has been this is now several weeks in a row where it's back to at least B pluses for me where it's where what I'm expecting out of them so I was pretty happy with this show Mm -hmm. overall you um yeah I agree I think I think the opener was pretty good I like that a lot um just as I'm coming back so opener I thought was really good uh I thought the tornado tag was another really good one. It, like, Loved it. Two back-to-back that was my match really of the good. night, probably. Um, squash was fine. Uh, the other enhancement match was all right. Um, TBS title was fine. And the main event was surprisingly pretty good. So I think generally the in-reaction was pretty good. Uh, I thought like the Bucks segment was really awesome. Me too. I'm happy we got to see the bracket. Mox and Jericho uh, had some fine promos. Um, and I think like Mira had a solid promo. The only... like segments i didn't really care for maybe like gun club or the factory or um trust busters uh, just or thunderstorm like yeah just those don't really matter to me yeah i think all overall a pretty good show i'm looking forward to next week too we got some really good stuff me next too. week yeah looks cool um yeah so i think a b plus is uh fair it's another good show they've been i uh, like you said delivering lately. been rolling lately yeah mm-hmm. all right well that wraps up our in-depth review of aew dynamite and we'll take a brief break here so that jackson can tackle a little bit more trivia in our off the top of his head segment 
All right, so we're going back to NXT trivia that we started last week from funtrivia.com. Seemed to be pretty decent, so we're going to sort of, I'm going to cherry pick some of the better questions here to see what you know. All right, you ready? What, his, what was historic about the main event of NXT TakeOver Respect? Was that when Owens attacked Sami Zayn? It is after? not. Nope. Something historic. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I was uh, Bailey and Sasha, right? The Iron Woman. So that is what? Why is that significant? First Iron Woman. And? First time. Oh, they main evented. That women main evented yeah. a, a pay-per-view. Yes. So both of those things, correct. Um, Sasha Banks challenged NXT Women's Champion Bailey to a rematch at TakeOver Respect. And what type of match did they compete in, which you just answered? Yeah, 30-minute Iron Woman. Correct, Iron Woman, but only 30 minutes, which I thought was interesting. Which former which IW... they usually do now. They haven't done an hour long in, like, no. since, I think, Orton Cena, which was either 09 or 10. Which former IWGP Intercontinental Champion made his debut at NXT TakeOver The End? It's a hard one, actually. It's not what you would think. IWGB Intercontinental Champion, Andrade? Correct. Or La Sombra. Yeah. Good one. I thought that you were going to, immediately your brain would go to Japanese wrestler and that you'd never get it. So No, I, I, uh, when you said that, I thought it was Nakamura, but then at the end, I was like, that by that time, like, yeah. uh, Nakamura would have been around a, yes. a little bit. Who did NXT Tag Team Champions The Revival face at NXT TakeOver Dallas? Was that... That was American Alpha, right? Correct. I think that's when they won the titles, and then they lost them back at TakeOver the, the end. Revival won I remember their, watching that. The Revival won their first NXT cha- Tag Team Championships, correct? Mm. Oh, wait. Wait, I thought American Alpha won that. No. Oh, no. Oh, it's saying, sorry, they won on October 22nd, 2015. They defeated the Vaude Villains. Yeah, and then that makes American Alpha sense. won at Dallas, and then Revival won their second t- right, titles sorry. at... Uh, the end. I should know you would know more than that. Which former holder of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship made his in-ring NXT debut when he tagged with Hideo Itami against the Ascension? Valor. Correct. Easy. Sorry, better known as, at that point. Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt. Fergal. Good old Fergal. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, Fergal Devitt. That's a sweet name he has. Who defeated the Ascension to win the NXT Tag Team Championships at NXT TakeOver 2 Fatal 4-Way? Lucha Dragons. Wow, I would never remember that one. I don't know why I remember that. That's impressive. Um, let's see. I think that's in Cara's only All these sounds of you drinking Gatorade are just amazing. I, I'm Come doing in. it like this because it's quieter. It's like... still, I can still hear you. Uh, what kind of gimmick match was the NXT Tag Team Championship contested under at NXT TakeOver Orlando? Uh, that was a three-way, right? Uh, so triple threat. What else about it? Was it ladder? No. Elimination? Correct. And who, who won? AOP? Yes, correct. Very good. Who defeated Tyler Bate to win the WWE United Kingdom Championship at NXT TakeOver Chicago? Butch. Sorry, who? Great match, Pete Dunn. Yeah. Okay, I saw a bit of him in the original UK tournament, which would have been, like, not too long before this. He's, like... Because I think, like, now, like, with his facial hair, he looks more similar. Like, but even now, he's in, like, way better shape. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, he is. Uh, I don't know why you would know this, but you might. Which match opened the NXT TakeOver San Antonio pay-per-view? That's hard. 
I can give you a decent hint if you need one. The tag match? No. Both Canadians. Was it Bobby Roode and someone? Nope. No. Oh, no. He was in the main event. Um, okay. Hold on. Uh... Neither with WWE. Each man in a different company. Canadians. One in Impact, one in AEW. I think. The one in AEW, I haven't seen him in forever, so maybe he's not still there. Canadian boys, you're not getting there? Leader of a faction in Impact. Oh. Oh. Yeah, right. That's EY and uh, Dillinger. Yeah, now you remember? Interesting. No, I remember that feud now. That makes sense. Which tag team won the 2016 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? And where was that? Takeover. Was that Toronto? Correct, it was. It was... um, Shark Cage because of Paul Ellering. It was, they That's beat right. uh, TM61. Right. Uh, which former Mario member Neal. of the all female wrestling promotion Shimmer made her NXT debut at TakeOver Brooklyn 2? Is that Ember? No. Ember Moon? Correct. Really? Yeah, it was. Yep. NXT TakeOver Respect. Bailey, wow, that's a detail. You let's see if you know that. Bailey defeated Sasha Banks in that Iron Man match we talked about by how many falls? Was it sudden death? No. Was it five to four? No. Three to two? Correct. Very good. Nice. Which former NXT stu- superstar became the first to win both the NXT Championship and the World uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship? Rollins. Correct. Yeah, because he was first NXT champion. He was, and he's definitely won. The other one as well. The Which tag one. team defeated American Alpha to win the tag team championships at Takeover the End? The revival. Correct. That's I was talking about. Yeah, that is correct. Who defeated Adrian Neville to win the NXT Championship at Takeover Three? Our Evolution. A Zane, right? Correct. I was gonna say Bo Dallas, but Neville beat Bo Dallas. Very so. good. Oh wow! If you know this one, you know too much. Which match opened NXT Takeover pay per view? What? So the first one, I guess, or whatever first one. I think it was the second one they called TakeOver. Anyway. Yeah, the first one was NXT Arrival. Right. So who fought in the opener of that? No clue. <laughs> Neither with one in New Japan. Was one of them. I had a feeling. It's, what's it, what was his name? CJ Parker or whatever? No, not him. Not him? Camacho and Adam Rose. What the hell? <laughs> Good luck. Um, let's see. Cam- Camacho. The Authors of Pain defended their NXT Tag Team Championship against who at Brooklyn 3? Oh, Sanity. Correct. I would never remember. Uh, Sanity, and I, no, I remember because Sanity won the titles. And I and loved then, all of these pay-per-views, and I still don't remember. Sanity it. won the titles that show, and then after, that was when Red Dragon showed up. Nice. And then they, at the main event, they attacked Drew McIntyre, so Cool debuted. That's when they all debuted. Right. Except uh, Roddy, he was already there. Which... Former pro wrestling guerrilla champion made his NXT debut, pay per view debut at Takeover San Antonio. That's tough. PWG champion, and this person is still in NXT to this day. Any guesses? He is part of a faction in NXT. Body. Correct. Very good. Um, let's do a couple more here. Which former holder of the TNA Championship did Almas face at TakeOver Brooklyn 2? Robert. Robert Rude. who? Correct. It is Robert Rude. All right, last one we'll say. 
which tag team debuted at the end of the NXT Tag Team Championship match at NXT TakeOver The End? Was that AOP? So um, it was AOP. So I just had a feeling. American Alpha lost the championships, and True. then they came out of the crowd and attacked them. Right, right and then that was probably around uh, when American Alpha got called up, because then they got called up in the draft. Nice. That's right. All right, very good job. So we may, I can do more of these next week. There's still a bunch more. So they seem, I'm kind of picking ones that make more sense. Some of them are not so great, but uh, you did a very good job. You know a lot about NXT, not really surprisingly. So now we'll move into our next segment, sort of that we revised starting last week. And that's where we talk about what we liked and didn't like from any other wrestling. And we like to call that high spots and rest holds. All right, so my high spots and rest holds, I watched all of 2.0 NXT. I watched all of... How's it feel to suck? I watched all of Impact this morning, and I watched, we watched, well, I watched, and you, it was on while you did other things for you, a bit of UK, right? So I have a bunch of things. I don't know how many you have this week, but NXT high spot to start out to give NXT some praise, uh, and it's actually a segment, which is even less common for 2.0. Agreed. But there was an in-ring segment between Carmelo Hayes and Giovanni Vinci that I thought was actually really good. Um, Eichner. Again, it's like simple, believable stuff, right? Like That is not their strong suit. No, and Vinci's doing a good job in this character and he's a lot better doing promos on his own than I thought he he would be, right? So this Yeah, cuz I guess like I guess it maybe it's also helps cuz Eichner kind of lacked personality. It's basically the whole you're holding a major title. I'm new here, but I'm awesome, and I want it. And Hayes going like, who the hell are you to step to me and want this title? So just really simple. I thought it was well executed. Oh, yeah, they're doing a special next week. So that was a high spot for me. Um, do you want to go, or do you just want me to rhyme off a couple? What are we saying? Um, I can do one, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I put one as like either or, because I'm not sure where to it is. To be isn't. determined. It's not really newsworthy to me, and it's also not one of these. So like, if it was maybe bigger, I would have put it in the news, but yeah. it's not. Um, so Sunny Kiss took a loss to uh, Parker Boudreaux yeah. in a squash. And then later in the show, Sunny Kiss lowboed Orange Cassidy. So Sunny Kiss joined the Trustbusters. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, interesting. Um, Even so, another like kind of strange addition for them. Yeah. That's okay. I don't really care. So yeah. it's just like, it's not necessarily a rest hold. It's just I don't care. So then it's probably more of a rest hold for you if you don't really care. If yeah. You got to classify like, it. Not like bad. Pick one, man. You can't. You can't have a segment called High Spots and Rest Holds rest and then go, spot. this one's neither a high spot or a rest hold. High hold. This kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, my next one's a rest hold, and that is the very, very young, so obviously can be forgiven, Thea Hale uh, faced Ariana Grace, which is Santino's daughter, right, on NXT. And Who hit a Wade slam. This was a four-minute match that kind of is one of those, like, makes you wonder if either of these women should be on tv at this point right like unfortunately that happens in nxt sometimes hale is just like frantic quickness with with not much technique uh and i thought grace looked lost too maybe just not experienced enough to carry someone as young as hale really weak match i will say and i've seen hale wrestle on nxt and uk this week she's really energetic and committed to doing whatever she's supposed to do like character wise i think she's kind of advanced in her effort and charisma but in ring she's looking not so great to me at this point mm -hmm. um do you want to turn now oh um rest hold yeah i stopped a little bit on smackdown it's not really much but okay. pat mcafee was just punting out sign football to the crowd i saw Who i heard cares? that 
That the big complaint I hear about him from a podcast I know and trust is that it's become too much about him, right? Like that SmackDown is about him for the most part. And it's not about wrestlers and it's not about anything else. It's yeah. about him getting himself over and that that is exhausting for people to watch. But oh, for sure. people seem to like him. Really quick rest hold from NXT. Lash Legend's current gimmick, or at least what she was doing on this show, where she is literally talking the ears off whoever she runs into backstage. So it's Blade and Anafe. Blade first, then Anafe shows up. Well, and I, I guess that's not that's not too different what she does always. She's talking about her match from last week. Instead of, I guess, the talk show. Right. And oh, then has she done that in a while? She's literally in mid-sentence, no, talking about her match, and the camera just cuts away onto something else. So it was the whole gimmick was that Malik Blade and Anafe are trapped listening to her, and literally it's like cuts her off and goes to the next segment fantastic so i was not a fan of it uh anyways anything else for you um yeah uh it's a high spot um gunther retained the ic title against nakamura and i heard that was good yeah i hear that um trips is liking gunther right and may treat him a bit mm -hmm. more seriously i only saw a bit of it like i saw him hit a pretty nice chop and then like a little bit more and then i also saw the finish with the power bomb yeah but it looked like it was solid and i imagine it would be solid yeah um High spot from NXT for me was Roderick Strong Apollo Cruz match, like for a TV match, really good, hard hitting. Cruz picked up the win, and Roddy sort of furthering the story with Diamond Mine because they were not at ringside with him, and he's blaming them for his loss. Whereas when he wasn't at rings ringside for the Creeds, it was a test. He told them so. That's what um, the Creeds sort of sarcastically told him here. But the match itself was good, not surprising, right? Like Cruz and Strong are both good in the ring. They're just not really good at so other. Cruz is really sticking around. And yeah, they're just not good at other parts of professional wrestling so much. But uh, yeah, good match. Mm -hmm. Anything else um, for you? Last one for me is kind of a weird one. They uh, rest hold. Um, they held some weird WrestleMania 39 launch party thing uh, someday this week. I don't, yeah. remember, I don't know when. Um. It was in the stadium where Mania will be a thing. So if I stadium, it's just like a lot of your people. Like it's like a, just in a small part of the stadium. Yeah. Um, like on a field or whatever. Um, people like Snoop Dogg and Joe Steele were there for some reason. Like it's just some weird launch thing. I don't even know what the point of it was. Snoop Dogg got like his own custom belt. Then it would say Lanch Party, Kevin. Lanch, yes. <laughs> um, there's even a match or two in a ring. Um, I saw Weird. a bit of it was Ricochet versus Theory. Yeah. So already cross brand, so it doesn't matter. It was basically looked like a house show match that they were recording. Nothing great. I didn't really care to watch. I just was just confused that there was matches there. Yeah, that's so, strange. So I was just watching a small crowd at like a small stage. There's like a really small portion of the stadium. It's like you could see like the rest of the empty stadium. It was really weird. Weird thing, I don't remember them ever doing a lunch party like this. So, um, <laughs> office also, reference, sorry, people, if you don't so watch it. So maybe it's just because next year is the Hollywood WrestleMania. So, but like, still, it's weird. I guess, yeah, that is strange. Um, couple more NXT rest holds, then I'll move on to Impact. Uh, NXT rest hold still going. Tony D'Angelo Escobar this year, they this week they met. What was the wording? Um, it was something weird. Oh yeah, it was Which segment, but it was uh, like this park in the dark. It looked kind of cool. <laughs> And then it's just like a table with folding chairs set up for them to sit at. It was kind of like this. You went through all of this effort to find this spot and light it and set it up. And then you put like $12 folding chairs at like a table. And then they talk. Anyways, the segment was way too long. Everything looked kind of cheap. And the bottom line is we're getting another match between these guys in a feud that's what, been half a year? And not least. in a good way, right? So the stakes on this one, God forbid it not finish after this. If Tony D'Angelo wins, Escobar is gone, 
but Tony keeps the rest of Legato, so maybe a main roster that would departure. work if he were to win. And then if Escobar wins, Legato is free of having to be affiliated with Tony D'Angelo. So just the same lame story that's been months and months and months. Poor Escobar. Escobar has um, like little to gain from this. Like nothing. I guess he gets his guys back, but like getting out of there while Vince is now gone and maybe doing something on main roster. Like. I mean, I guess he does gain something because Legato are his guys, but like he has a lot more to lose. Yes, I agree. There, he's, there's not much he's getting out of this other than TV time, right? Uh, last wrestled for NXT, Wendy Chu. Did you hear what she did this week? No. So she's the baby face in her feud with St- Tiffany Stratton, right? Makes so what sense. does any good baby face do? Bully. You wait in a room until that person shows up. You turn off the lights and put on night vision goggles and beat the crap out of her and leave her lying. That's what Randy Orton did. Yes. So she borrowed his goggles, I guess. And it was very, like, even worse because it was, like, cartoony where the lights turn out and we don't see anything, but we hear, like, fighting sounds. And then the lights come back up and Stratton's just lying on the ground. Ah. Like, it was just, first of all, that's your baby face, like, assaulting someone in the dark and taking the time. Couldn't even just attack her. Right. So, I don't know. It was stupid. Had to make it more impact i've got a couple things quickly what do we have here high spot Kushida defeated diener pretty energetic entertaining six minute match i thought uh included some interference from doring obviously so sabin was there at ringside to sort of even things out for Kushida. Kushida looked good and crisp and quick here and diener just continues to be the good hand right who can put in a solid performance and never really win so uh, a pretty good match uh rest hold from impact Eric Young is doing the thing where he's mad at the other members of Violent by Design still. And my reason it's a rest hold is it just feels exactly the same as when he's recruiting these people and like breaking them, right? And um, to make them form his group. So it's just, it feels tired to me. We did this however long ago that was, and I don't need to do it again. It basically feels the same. Uh, High Spot was from Impact Killer. Kelly returning. I told you she's got a new look and a new gimmick. Mm hmm. So her vignettes ahead of her return, I kind of like. They were just kind of stylish and cool. Right, you're talking about those. So she's got super short, not super short, but shorter hair. And I it's did like red catch a or glimpse of her, but I don't really remember. Time. I did I did notice she did look different. So dressed all in black. It was basically a squash match, but she looked really aggressive and dangerous. And commentary um, let us know that her thing is she likes to watch people suffer, is what we're told. That she's a bit of a voyeur and wants to watch people suffer. So I guess she's coming back as like just wants to inflict pain on people. Um, she's booked to look dominant here. My only concern is that they just did this kind of booking with Masha Slamovich and she's still in the midst of just killing people, right? So it's kind of doing the same thing. Kind of tough if like you're going to do two women kinda. the same. Yeah. yeah. It, to be fair, Masha is at the point now where she's fighting more um, established people, but she's still just killing them so far. Uh, rest hold to me is the whole Honor No More Bullet Club storyline that for me, um, they kind of sprinkled it throughout. Oh, you should watch their match at Emergence. I should not. They sprinkled it throughout this show, this episode, and I just can't get interested. It's two factions that aren't Impact factions, and neither of them are really doing or accomplishing anything in Impact, so I don't really care, right? Especially Honor No More. They just keep having, finding these ways to have multi-man matches against a different group of people, and they're... How many people can they go through? So I don't really... It's just all of it seems like they've done it a ton and isn't interesting for so me. I feel like the one match where King... Or, sorry, Eddie Edwards turned. Right. So that was a bit interesting. And now it's just like, 
okay, this group is still here and they're like mid-card group. Where's a group of mid-card people we can throw together to fight them on this pay-per-view? And it's just very repetitive. Uh, final thing, high spot from Impact was my match of the week easily from that show. And that was Mike Bailey defending the, NX, or the X Division <laughs> title against Rocky Romero. So easily best match of Who's the show. Who's he defending against on the pay-per-view thing? Uh, yeah, surprising. You want to know who he faced last night? Oh, wait, it was Jack Evans. It was Jack Evans. Right. Yeah. Uh, so fast-paced action, entertaining. Again, result never in doubt. Rocky Romero's not winning this match, but he looked really good here too. And Mike Bailey's just having a great year. Finally got all his paperwork together to be able to work in the States. And he's having an awesome oh, year. it was? Yes. Yeah. C- consistently putting up really entertaining matches. Good for him finally matches. getting kind of a big break. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, as big as you're going to get from Impact, right? But... He's also well, wrestling in other It's at least promotions. like a major place. Like I watched him in GCW have a cool match. Like he's kind of all over the place, right? Um, so yeah, Bailey hit his usual signature stuff. Romero realistically targeted Bailey's arm. And Bailey ended up winning with the Ultima Weapon, which I think still looks cool. And there was I a, like that name. a cool final sequence there too. Um, yeah, Romero's just like your valuable veteran who can work with anyone and make them look good. And then I... We just talked about it, but my notes say, did they just say Bailey faced Evans tonight at that pay-per-view? I had not heard this somehow. It's probably a good match, but... Uh, I think yeah. I did. And then my only other high spot that I don't even have in my notes, but I actually liked, we watched uh, a bit of NXT UK. I liked the opening Dempsey-Oliver Carter match. Um, um, I don't know how much okay. you watched. Dempsey's just interesting to me, right? It's I, that, I, I agree. I like Dempsey that a lot. That combination of submissions and like unique the way he does things too like even like the way he does like a dragon screw i noticed he does it different so i i I like that yeah so i i kind of like that match so that would be some of the the best and worst things that i watched in wrestling this week um that's going to wrap up that segment did you find anything for figuring it out this week or no no sir there is nothing new from the world of wrestling action figures i think that's going to bring us to the end of episode 108 this week um really appreciate you taking any time out of your week to listen to us love to hear any feedback from anyone positive negative just to say hi we actually listen is always great i promise a reply fnswrestling at gmail.com that is if you're still using email and want to contact me if you're a modern person and not like me and you want to hit us on instagram it's fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on instagram that will be going to jack and he'll definitely reply and let me know that you reached out to us love to hear from any of you don't think there's anything special coming down the pike this week it'll just be us back here next saturday right to talk about wrestling some more in episode 109 of our podcast so i think we'll leave it there for this week we hope to see you all back here next saturday bring some friends and some new listeners with you if you can and until then take care